Wash your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us. Sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com. On this week's episode of Horribly Awkward Podcast, we talk about. Uh, fidget spinners and where they could disappear to that would be super awkward we also talk about some personal things like uh sasquatch hunting we also take a trip we take a trip using our two pins and we click our way somewhere welcome to the end of the world all this and more on this week's oh. episode oh all right all right all right <laughs> what are you matt matthew mcconaughey all right all right all right Hey, this is Maggie Carr from Maggie vs. Evil Dead. You can look it up on YouTube and God have mercy on your soul because you're about to listen to Sean on Horribly Awkward Podcast. Hey, what's up? This is Sissy Jones from Firewatch. I'm Delilah. I hate to tell you guys, but the rumors are not true. Sean is not horribly awkward. You've all been terribly misled. Hey, y'all, this is Lou Temple. You know me as Axel on The Walking Dead. And soon as Psycho Head, Rob Zombie's new movie, soon to be released, 31. And you're listening to the Horribly Awkward podcast. Keep tuning in. Follow me. Hey, this is Dragonfly from Pure Gasmic Love. And you are listening to the Horribly Awkward podcast. It's time to get awkward. Horribly awkward improv. Action. Larry, Larry, come over here. I found this 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 machine over here. What is it, man? What what? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what this is what you do. Okay. Uh, okay, you hold these two things. They look like two pins. Well, they were pins, but they've been modified. So you hold these two pins. Hold, you want hold. me to take them right now? You want me to hold them? Yeah, go ahead. Hold these. But- both? Like in one hand or one in each hand? No, 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 one in each hand. Like the way I'm holding him. So I'm just going to transfer him to your hands like that. I got it. All right. Okay. So those, you notice they look like regular just pen click pens and then they got the wires that are connected to this machine, this mysterious machine over here by this, behind this bigger machine. Okay. Right. Okay. So this is what you're going to do. When I say... Hey, oh, we're what gonna if I click them right now? What if I click them right now? No, 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 not yet. Not yet. Not yet. No, click, no, no, no. Just click it. I just, I just have an urge to click it. I know, I know. I, I, I wanted to. The, the, it's the fidget thing, man. It's the fidget thing. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, if you don't push both at the exact same time, it's not going to do what we need to do. Okay, cool. Okay, so what happens? Okay, I'll get my pins, too. We're going to do this at the same time because oh, we're see, linked oh, together. I didn't, I didn't even see your set. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I haven't picked them up yet. Oh, I got you. Okay. okay. Mine are a little bigger. You don't, don't get well, them. I got pin envy. Yeah, pin envy. Okay, so these are linked together, dude. What we're gonna do is we're gonna click these at the same time, and we're gonna we're gonna go through. It's kind of like a VR experience, but we're gonna experience the end of the world together. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I know it's, it's a little trippy. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't. It's a little morbid. Yeah, I know, but it, this this is really fun. Okay. All right. Cool. I, we'll put your tinfoil hat hat on. Okay. All right. Oh, a little sharp on the edges. Yeah, it's hard to do it with these pins in my hand too. Okay. So on the count of three, we're going to click these together. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Wait, we're going to go three, two, one, click. Okay. Okay, three, two, one, click. Click. Wait, that didn't work. Hold on a second. Oh, no, no, wait. No, okay, this is what happens. It's when it releases, they go back up. I forgot. It's not when they go down, it's when they go back up. 
<laughs> okay, so we gotta release them, is what you're saying, too. We don't, don't hold them down and, like, hold on for dear life. Just literally, like, click them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I All got right, you. Right. All right. Three, two, one, release. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. What's going on? Uh, wow. Can we, can we? I haven't done this before. I didn't think it was going to work, dude. It's, yeah, it's kind of fucking me up. Hey, I know. I got a headache right now. I, I, I totally get it. I don't yeah. even know what's going on. Well, if you look over there, see all those yeah. people? Okay. I don't I think they're looting that store. We can go over there. We can try that. That's one yeah. option, I guess. I don't know. I remember the L.A. riots back in the 90s. Wasn't it 90s? Yeah, it was 90s, I think, 80s. And a lot of people got their asses kicked over there in those riots. I don't know if I want to go over there. Yeah, that might be a bad idea. Okay, so over here to your right, okay, we got... I don't, that looks like a like a hippie circle. Maybe they're just trying to spread love. That might be a good idea. We can go over there and hang out with the hippies. All right, let's do that. Let's, let's, you want to do that? All right, let, yeah. Let's yeah. check it out for a minute. Hey, guys! Hey guys, yo yo, can we jump? Can we join your drum circle? I I can play the drums. I right, let's yeah, let's let's sit down here and let's do let's do this. Want to do some? This is how are you guys enjoying the end of the world? We're just love and respect, and we're trying to spread the joy before the world ends. Yeah, man, you know it's like the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> I feel fine. Yeah, this, this is this is awesome. This is okay. This is kind of cool. <laughs> we'll, we'll hang out with you guys, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, you guys seem cool. You seem peaceful. Yeah. Like like those cats over there across the way that's looting and rioting and you know violent. I don't understand why. Why would they loot and riot and you guys are just chilling? I don't understand that. Because we're, we're for the love. They're for the 4K TVs and PSVRs and PS4s. Technology oh. is not God. So if it, they're getting PS4s, so this must happen, like, soon. I mean, it's like it, PS5's not out yet or anything? Or? I, I got a PS4 and I'm all about love, too, guy. Oh. Yeah, um, this, yeah, but that's all they want. They think technology is God. They want to escape, you know, through like uh, that VR. And we, we're just we're living the moment, and we're we're just we're a part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I kind of like my PS4. I got a PS4. I got an Xbox One. I got a 4K TV. I got a nice PC. I'm. I might be chasing that technology god as well. Yeah, I think I'm probably guilty of that. I mean, I hate to say it. Maybe I should have spent more time. I don't know, reading or something, expanding my knowledge of things. You guys are lost. Completely lost here. It's all really? about love. If you're all about the technology and owning things and being separated by the world, divided by having physical stuff, you belong over there with those crazy maniacs. Well, let me ask you this, uh, because I'm kind of curious. I, I, I'm, you two dudes are tough. Do, are, there, is, is, are there chicks here in the end of the world, afterlife thing, whatever's going on? We like the end of the world. We're here as well. Sweet. So I that doesn't look like a chick. I mean, it looks like a dude with long hair. Hey, what the hell? Uh, Larry, I don't know. 
I don't think this is our group, man. I kind of want to. I kind of want that new AK TV that's coming out. I mean, that's kind of cool and all, and I got a feeling that you know. Um, well, let's just say her grooming habits are a little different than uh, what I like to expect from a future mate. And, uh, <laughs> no offense. Oh, let's let, get. Hey guys, I, I really, I'm all about the love too, but I mean, I need a new TV. I'm, I'm, I want some some cool stuff. This is kind of boring. You guys are. I mean, do your drum thing. That's awesome. Play hacky sack or your fidget spinners. Do your thing over here. But hold up, bro. Before we go, y'all got some weed? I got. That's all we got over here. So you want the technology or the weed? Well, what, can we just like meet halfway? I mean, like you know, just let me get a puff up a little. <laughs> yeah, like can we just take some with us? Yeah, just get a hit. But not not after you, dude. Not after, after her. There we go. And scene. Yay! <laughs> hey, Norma, give us a horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. That's horrible. <laughs> I can't even control myself. So horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Sean, dude, you're horribly awkward. Sean, I know you think this is weird, but it's not as weird as you think it is, dude. Don't do that, it's awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode 97 of Horribly Awkward. That's a lot of episodes, I know. Stick around after the episode to find out how we came up with that crazy improv skit. And also, stick around because I have a very special something extra bonus extravaganza thing of a bobber at the end and i can't tell you what it is right now because i'd just be ruining it but you're, you're gonna find out pretty soon because i can't keep my mouth shut uh i'm sean i'm that weird dude that runs the show thanks for downloading and listening i do appreciate it if you like what you hear you are probably dead inside because this is not a cool podcast and you shouldn't like it but you know go with the flow tell everybody it's the end of the world as we know it and we all feel fine Word of mouth is a beautiful thing, so use it. Trust me. I have a voicemail number if you'd like to call it and tell me some stuff. I love to play it. That number is 510-603-475. And as always, you can find that number down below in the description on the podcast, on iTunes, on whatever. So go ahead and look at it later when you have time. Don't worry about it now. Don't stress out. Don't crash your car trying to look at the deets. Uh, Just check it later. Or you can reach out to me the old-fashioned way at horriblyawkwardpodcast at gmail.com. On today's show. Ugh. Okay, I met this dude back on the old network that I used to run on, the BS Podcast Network. So big shout out to Ben and Steve, of which I think it's just Steve now running it, right? Ben. Oh, Ben's gone? Yeah, Ben uh, took off a while ago. Oh, wow. Okay. See, I've been out of the loop for a while. Uh, you need to get back in the loop there, sir. And I didn't even say your name, so you're not allowed to talk yet. Sorry. Okay, cool. Yeah, this guy right here, uh, he used to run an insanely offensive podcast. Uh, It's one of those podcasts that I was so jealous of because I didn't have the balls to say what he was saying, but I was thinking that stuff, but they would just go crazy and say it and talk as if they were talking with friends, but I'm like, I can't say bad words sometimes. I'm always afraid of saying stuff to offend or scare off any guests, but this guy did it. Awesome podcast. Um, And then something must have happened. The world must have Come to an end, something must have scared him, maybe a highway robbery, maybe a mugging. He, they, someone must have punched him in the gut and said, look, you got to clean your podcast up, start up something new. I want you to be real squeaky clean. 
and th- this is just what I'm imagining. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably none of that is true at all. Uh, yeah, he started an improv. I mean, not improv. We just did improv. He started an interview style podcast called the Readily Random Podcast, which I was a guest on a couple of weeks ago. So. From the Readily Random Podcast, everybody, welcome, Larry Roberts! All right, all right. What's happening, everybody? Hey, uh, hey, we're doing cool. How about you? Yeah, everybody, raise up! Oh, what's up? Raise the roof, raise the roof. <laughs> what's up, Larry? Just another exciting Friday night here in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, we're recording on a Friday night, which is, uh, which is you know, cool. It's a testament to our personal lives. <laughs> testament to my personal life. What is a personal life? <laughs> I have no idea, dude. Yeah, man, so you used to, your old podcast, let's talk about that real quick. It used to yeah, be let's do it. Let's talk about it. The podcast that was so offensive that you Bear. couldn't even, t- you can't even mention the title of the name on your new podcast. No, I mean, I could, but I just don't want to. You know, it's just, it's definitely not a mix of, of genres. But I can say it here if you want me to. You want you want you you want to know? I want to know. You want to know? Yeah, yeah. Tell me. It's called uh, accidentally the whole tip. Wow, that sounds ruthless. You know, um, at the end of my podcast, I used, when I was on the BS Podcast Network, I had a list of of the other shows, and at, in the beginning, when there was like ten or twelve of us, I would read. I would read every name. So accidentally oh. the whole tip, I read every week, and I would always ask the guests, "What do you guys think of the, these names?" Um, you, they accidentally the whole tip was the one that everybody loved, or they were like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome!" Accidentally the whole tip, and uh, what's the other one with the with the the, the like young kid? It was uh, oh, something something jizz or something explosion. Oh, I don't. I, yeah, I missed that one. Hold on, hold on. I got uh, it's uh, oh, what was it called? I, I gotta look it up. I bet you they're still on the network right now. I, I have to look this up. Uh, BS Podcast Network. BS uh, Podcast. Hold on. Ah, I wish I saw this in my notes, but obviously, long gone. I'm gonna find this. Um, <sighs> okay, so dropping loads. Oh yeah, I did see the name of that. Yes, I remember that one. Dropping loads and accidentally the whole tip. Everybody loved those titles <laughs> when I would read them off. <laughs> Yeah, the name was 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 very uh, successful. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't say a whole lot for the show, but <laughs> you did a hundred episodes, dude. Right on, you know. Yeah, we, we crushed it with a hundred episodes. We did a few live shows at some clubs here in the North Dallas area. Uh, we actually rocked it on uh, digital radio for a while. We did I don't know three months of that gig, uh, but their network was so shitty that we were worried more. If uh, every episode we were like, "Can y'all hear us? Can y'all?" Yeah, let me call my wife. Hold on, let me see if she can hear us. Hey, honey, can you hear? No, I can't hear you. I can't see you either. Well, shit, and that gets old, you know. Going out, can you hear us? Can you hear us now? So, you can't focus on the content if you're worried about people getting the content. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. we watched that man, and yeah, we just did our thing uh, for a hundred episodes. We had some 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 interesting guests. We had some real guests. We had some. Not so real guests. I mean, they were all real. Don't get me wrong, but I'm when I say you know, like high level, low level, mid level. Had some nice porn stars on there a couple of times. Yeah, I listened to that uh, one. Uh, the blonde chick. What's her name? God, I can't remember. She her has name. a podcast too, right? Of course she does. Yes, because um, everybody has a podcast, right? Um, 
God, I can't remember a name for anything in the world. I'd have to look back at the at the, uh, at the uh, episode list of the show to figure out what her name was. Yeah, I, I I definitely listened to that episode. I don't even remember how I found her, but probably just look for you know washed up porn stars. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts and opinions are of Larry Roberts and not of Sean. <laughs> But Eddie, we got her and her friend. You know, she had another friend that uh, was also um, not finding a lot of work in the porn industry anymore, but desperately wanted to. Um, I reached out to Katie. What was her name? Katie. Uh, golly. She has the show on HBO that she does in the full nude. Katie takes New York or whatever. Have you seen that? Oh, and she has that real like like real high pitched yeah, voice. Pitched voice. Yeah, exactly. I reached out to her people, and they're like, no, Katie won't be doing that show. You, like, you know what, though? you got to respect that. Getting any kind of response is good. A lot, you know, sometimes I'll, I've, gone through, I've gone through some people, like, like through their publicist or something, and you'll get so I, far, and like, they'll ask you questions about the podcast, and then just stop replying, and you're, you're like, okay, you know, if they can't do it, just let me know. I, I, I go on with my life, and I respect that. I respect right. somebody saying, no, this is not a good fit for me or, or no, I'm, I can't work this into my schedule. I totally respect that. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you have to. Uh, but uh, more often than not, like you say, you, you get nothing. You, you get nothing back. You get you don't even get like a form letter. <laughs> you know, you no autoresponder, nothing. It's just silence. But, you know, that's something that I found from that show compared to my new show, Readily Random. Um, Readily Random has taken on kind of a, a life of its own where I have some fairly educated guests um and i find that the higher level educator and most of them have phds including yourself um they are more apt to come on the show just at the drop of a ah, anything hey man would you want to come on the show yes please that'd be great but with accidentally the whole tip i try to get like some you know real low level comedians or something to come on they're like well no, I got I got this show at this you know nameless comedy club. Uh, it, it's just the, the attitudes and the desire to share is completely different with this new show than uh, than accidentally. So it's 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 been an in- interesting transition and an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I can see. I, I I'm really digging the new show. Readily Random's great show. I've listened to like I think like four episodes of that, and it seems like it just seems like a cool. The, the four episodes I listened to are completely different than than each other. Like it doesn't. Oh, yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah. Just you, you, the guests you're getting are completely different than the, the other guests, which brings a different kind of you know conversation, which is awesome. I like that. Yeah, it might be random even, um, but. <laughs> But no, I then I never intended to, I did not set out to start trying to interview, you know, professors and stuff like that. The show's just kind of taken that turn. But I'm never going to get away from just speaking to the average individual as well. Uh, I'm not getting all snooty or removing myself from the roots of the show and the roots of the show was to feature Anyone and everyone that has an inspirational uh, story, a motivational story, uh, maybe they're an entrepreneur, maybe they're a recovering addict, um, maybe they're a health and fitness guru. Who knows? And, and it's the same today, but for some reason, I've just kind of been on this kick lately of, of, of finding these, uh, these PhDs that want to share their knowledge. And it's, it's, it's so interesting, the level of desire that they demonstrate to share. So it's, it's kind of wild. 
But I don't like talking to people who are way smarter than me because, uh... <laughs> well, well, see, and that's that's the one thing that I have the benefit of saying is my show is not about me. I know, that's awesome. It's a conduit. My show's all about me. It's of nature. It's all about me, Larry. No, it's. It, I understand. I'm sorry. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just me being a conduit for their voices. So. The, the easiest people to talk to are are honestly podcasters because they're already in that flow of conversating and doing a podcast. So you don't even have to ask any questions. It just, it just goes. And, and the conversation will never end. If you don't, if you have two podcasters on like me, I run my own podcast. You, you run your own podcast. We can probably do a three hours right now and not stop talking. Yeah, we could definitely do a threesome and not stop. I'm not really. I ran ran out of stuff. Oh, threesome. Yeah, that's where I was with that. Um, uh, I got uh, so thanks for coming, Larry. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, appreciate it. You want to do some plugs, and I'll do it for you later. I just that's, you know, go ahead, just, you handle it. I didn't even push record actually. Uh, <laughs> 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 a threesome it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> me, you, and this fidget spinner. I was like, "What is that noise? What is what is that noise? Did you hear about that story? Where that guy got the fidget spinner stuck up his rectum." Jesus Christ, I, I'm, I did not hear the story, but it doesn't surprise me. So, I mean, uh, I was hearing it on a couple of podcasts, uh, like Bad Cop, Bad Cop, those are my my, buddy, my buddies over there. So, obviously, they would cover something like that. So, yeah, it's like, you know, it has the three, like, prongs. So, imagine, I mean, I can see the first one, like, you know, going in fine. Yeah, but yeah. Then, and, but then, filling the need to get a, a second, one of those... What do you call those wings? I don't know what you want to call those, but getting the second one in there, which would definitely just be like fish hooked in there. How would you ever get that out? I mean, if you do this with your hands, like I'm doing it right now, I'm yeah, never yeah. getting this out. That that's that's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, because you're gonna have to work for it too. I mean, you're really gonna have to you're gonna have to lube that so much up to get the. Uh, <laughs> can't even. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine like one. Hey, babe. Uh, Let's take this fidget spinner and stick it in your yeah, ass. That's the problem. There was no babe. It was just a guy at home going, "Oh, what do I do? I'm bored. This fidget, <laughs> fidget spinning is getting bored. Let's 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 turn this up a notch." All right. So if homeboy's bored, right? What kind of positions did he have to get in to get that thing up there? You know, it's like a leg behind his head or something. Can he, <laughs> I mean, is he super flexible? Is he like in the circus or something? Or is he just like trying to insert it, like bent over and from behind? Does he have a mirror? How's you know? Where's he? How's he get the target? I mean, I, I'm sure he can feel it, you know, touching his asshole and all. But and you can bleep that. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but but you, you know, you can tell when it's there. But then, how do you know when it's? Uh, wow, I just I can't even fathom that. Oh, dude, we just went straight from readily random right back into accidentally the whole tip. Right, so. right back to the tip, the tip of the fidget spinner. This is what oh. horribly awkward should be. Horribly awkward. Was was the goal to to sit and spin? Ah. <laughs> okay, man. So let's not talk about any more fidget spinning and buttholes. Um, yeah, life's good, dude. No, but Larry, seriously, um, you're doing the podcast. Podcast is awesome. What do you do outside of the podcast? I don't know. I, I know you earlier we were talking. You do a little. You've been. Oh, no, no. You, you did some voice acting classes or something with Dave Fenoy? Yeah, I've actually worked with Dave twice now. He comes up to Dallas. Um, it's about every 18 months he comes up and does a workshop. And I w- had the opportunity to do it the first time. And I was like, man, I was blown away by the guy. And so I took uh, every effort to make sure I made it to this one as well. And it was even better. 
uh, it's just phenomenal. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get into uh, voice acting for video games. And I've worked with Dave. I've taken some some voice acting classes at a conservatorium here in Dallas. And uh, what else? I've got a coach. I've got a private coach. Uh, the whole nine yards. And my goal is to start getting into some video game acting. So, um, and, and animation as well. I'd love to do some animation uh, voiceover. I have a voiceover site, but it's commercial uh, voiceover. And I've done some commercial voiceover work. But this particular workshop, again, focused specifically on video games. And uh, it goes over like tones of video game acting and um, you know, how to kind of let the words speak for the emotions. Uh, cause video games are getting to the point now where they're, you know, they're like a 70 hour movie. Yeah. You, you interact with the, with, you don't just play, you know, I'm driving around, I'm berserk, blue, blue, blue. you know, <laughs> now it's a story, you know, I mean, it's literally with cutscenes and high quality animation. And it's almost like, I don't know if anybody's old enough to remember, choose your own adventure books. Uh, where you would read a chapter and at the end it'd go, do you want your character to do this or that? And I mean, that's essentially what you're doing now with video games because they have alternate endings depending on some of the choices you make, etc. So the story flows based on your choices. So the acting has to really be acting. And you have to really get immersed into the game and feel like you're either your character and you're interacting with the other characters, which if they're not believable characters, it's going to yank you out of your experience. And although VR is not anywhere near, you know, on the on the mainstream yet, we do have some some high end video games and a lot of people like you were talking about earlier, 4K TVs and the latest and greatest gaming systems and the latest and greatest games, which just have phenomenal graphics. And it it all comes together to make one immersive experience. Yeah, games are I mean, I'm a gamer. I, I get most of my, you know. I give most of my free time to video games, podcasting, and then I, I kind of fit in some movies in there. But I do play more games than I watch movies or TV. And some of the – are you a gamer? Are you a big gamer? I, I Well, I, <laughs> I made the mistake back in 2005 of picking up World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about this. Oh, yeah. nerd alert, nerd alert. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I was playing just before I came on the show here. And it's, it, it's, it's sad – to a certain degree. I mean, I've met some great people in the game. I mean, I've had visitors come all the way from Bermuda to stay at my house and spend a week that I've met online. Not creepy at all. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're still here. Yeah, yeah. No, he's great, man. He's a friend of mine now. We've been friends now for, I don't know, 10, 12 years, whatever it is. Um, I've met a lot of people from the game, even if it was just they were flying through town and, you know, hey, meet me uh, at the airport. We'll get some lunch, do that kind of thing. It's just phenomenal. I mean, it's it's awesome. Um, but at the same time, it's had a real negative effect on my platform gaming. You know, I used to play every game. I, I mean, I was a big GTA fan. Uh, I, I Going back to the PlayStation days, the Resident Evil games were phenomenal. I was a real big horror movie or horror uh, game just junky if it could make me jump then i'll oh it's a great freaking game right hell yeah dude new resident evil 7 amazing is it all oh see i can't imagine how awesome it probably is awesome but the things that i run into man are non uh like world i gotta have a, a, a open a open world you know environment um i gotta be able to just go for travel forever and ever and ever and ever and with world of warcraft you know you can do and that's what spoiled me is you can do that 
And the world <laughs> in World of Warcraft has grown so much over the years that I can't imagine going from one end of the globe to the other. And, and, and even in a day, it's just it's such a massive, massive uh, universe. And you get a linear game, not so much linear, but you get a, a, a storytelling game and, you know, you're stuck following that path and it can kind of be frustrating sometimes. No, dude, there's some there's some there's some of the best stories out through video games. The Last of Us Uncharted series. I mean, there's uh, some of the some of the Telltale games. Speaking of Dale, Dave Fenoy, like The Walking Dead season oh, one. Yeah. Dave Fenoy, if you guys are gamers, Dave Fenoy was uh, Lee Everett. Uh, let's do our Dave Fenoy voices. You hey, do. I'm uh wait. Hey, this is Lee Everett from The Walking Dead. No, that wasn't good enough. That was I, pretty good. I gotta get more black though. I, I'm still sounding like I a white boy behind it. Black, but I mean, God. hey, this is Lee Everett from The no, Walking Dead. That's, no, that's like uh, that was like retarded Lee Everett. Do it. <laughs> do the first. You did it so well on my show. When you were on my podcast, you, you did a phenomenal... Hey, this is Dave Fenoy from The Walking Dead. When you said from The Walking Dead, that sounded from like... From The Walking Dead. Yeah, that sounded like... Hey, Larry, you want to do some voice acting? Let's... Hey, brother, hey, you want to hey, do some voice so acting? Hey, you junkie, what's up? <laughs> this, is what I, this is what I need you to say. Hey, this is Larry Roberts from the Rattler Random Podcast. No, that sound, now I'm sounding like my friend Rob from the Random, <laughs> random Ramblings at Rob Podcast. <sighs> Hey, this is Rob. B Rob. Uh, yeah, I'm a whiny white boy, guys. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Can only do so much, dude. No, but you, you do a you do a good finoy when you have that one line and you're, you're you know you just you just you just transition to it so smoothly smoothly and effortlessly when you're on my show that I mean I was like Dave Dave. <laughs> hey Dave, Dave. Yeah, he he was um he did a a plug for the beginning of my my friend's podcast. They do the zombie cast. So in the very beginning, it says, "Hey, this is Lee Everett from the. This is this is Dave Fenoy's Lee Everett from The Walking Dead. You were listening to Zombie Cast. Oh, that's cool. Something like that. I'm sitting. It's funny you say that because I'm sitting here on my Facebook page and he's he's on a roll right now. Mister Fenoy is. Uh, he's he's on a, a political roll right now. He's very politically active on social media. He's doing the politics. Yeah, that's all he does. He very rarely posts anything non-political. You know what? I haven't followed politics. And I mean, when I say I haven't, I mean ever in my life. (laughs) 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 I just haven't. I don't know what's going on. I do know there was, it was a, it was between Hillary and, uh, and, uh, and Trump this this year because it was just I, I it was everywhere you couldn't avoid it every conversation was talking about it but I never followed it really I just don't I don't know man I'm one of those guys that I just feel like if I don't pay attention to it it doesn't exist well no you know ask yourself seriously now I know some people will counter this well of course it will but I mean if you really think that whoever is in the White House is going to affect you personally it's just not going to happen you know it's just not. Especially if you're younger, uh, yeah, you're gonna go. Oh, the insurance. Oh, Obamacare. Oh, Trump care, and all this other stuff. Uh, look, dude, it is what it is. It, it, <laughs> it doesn't have to affect you personally by any means. We're in America. It doesn't have to. That's my soapbox, and I'm stepping down. Yeah, step down, dude. That's a very high soapbox. I had to look up to you. Yeah, I crawled up there. And it was like <laughs> I can't climb quite as well as I used to with this gut. <laughs> oh, you can't see me, so you don't even. I, I could be like, "Buff as hell." 
Yeah, I've seen plenty of pictures of you, dude. We are friends on Facebook. True, yeah. So, so I see you all the time with your smiles and your hats and stuff. Yeah, I always got smiles. I've always got my Kango on. I love me a Kango. Yeah, very E40. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's very E40 of you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I do a lot of Facebook. You know, I did one today, meeting with a buddy, and he was late. So I was like, you know, I can't talk to myself, so I'll talk to Facebook. Can you can – you, can you do Facebook, just like hop on Facebook Live and just, just you, yourself, and talk? I can't do that. It scares the shit out of me. It's hard, and it used to scare the shit out of me too, but I can. I can do that now. Um, a lot of times, well, when I release a new episode, I'll generally, uh, the morning of, I'll do a Facebook Live. Uh, about midway through that week, I'll go, why aren't you guys listening to my episode? Why do I only have 10 downloads? Y'all, please listen. Please, just oh. please listen. Just <laughs> please. Give me your address. I'll send you a dollar. But then, too, you know, I usually do about four or five a week, to be honest with you. Um, I, like tomorrow morning, I go to I go to Walmart, pick up my groceries. Right. They don't you know, they bring it out to the truck. We got that. Uh, you do your order online. You drive up and they they bring your groceries out and then you drive off. You don't even have to get out of your vehicle. What? Yes. Yeah, it's the best thing. Wait, at, at Walmart? Yeah, dude. Do they have a special like place to pull up? Yes. It's on the side of the building. They're designated slots. People aren't allowed to park there. Um, I think at Walmart now, I think they started off with six. I think they're up to ten now. You pull up. There's a number right in front of your face. Says when you're in this spot, please call this number. You call the number and go, I'm out here in uh, four. And they go, all right, what was your name? Roberts. Oh, kick ass. Here you go. Two seconds later, here comes a super, super nice Walmart employee. I mean, they're not the average. No, I'm not going to help you. They are. Uh, Hello, Mr. Roberts. Great to see you this morning. Is everything all right? You know, we had two substitutions. Let me go over those with you. You know, you, you you order online. You can allow for substitutions. You can go, fuck, no, I don't want no substitutions. And then they just cancel that that particular item off your order if they don't have it. Uh, but if you allow for substitutions, they substitute it for you. And they go, will this be sufficient? And you go, no, fuck off. And then they take that or you go, yeah, that'd be great. And then they give it to you. But that's, uh, that's a that that's awesome. So you you don't when you pull up, there's not there's not they're not trying to sell you anything extra. No, they're they're no. not asking for tips. It's just no. kind of like wow, okay. No, you're specifically and I, and I asked that question when we first started this. Uh, they're specifically not allowed to ask or expect or to even take tips. I like, dude. I dude, like. They're so courteous. They're so friendly. Uh, it's it's perfect. Would you like it in the back, Mr. Roberts, or you want it in the bed of the truck? No, no, put, please put it in the back. Okay, thank you. And because they just put it up. And- oh, yeah, it sounds great because I get anxiety sometimes when I'm like on the ice cream aisle because I, I can't just grab a flavor and walk off. I look at right. them for an hour, and then if there's p- other people trying to look in the same freezer as me, so I'll step to the side because I feel rude, like I'm in their way, and, and it just it gives me anxiety. If I could just pick things online, because I don't think we have that here. Well, uh, Walmart does it, and you may not have it there yet, uh, but I know it's growing rapidly. Uh, Kroger also does it. Uh, I believe Tom Thumb just introduced it, and uh, I, I don't know if Target's uh, going to try to make their way to it or not. Because I have like 10 Walmarts right here. Yeah, dude, one of them's got to do it. One of them has to do it. Maybe. Do you guys have the Walmart neighborhood stores? We had, uh, There's one of those that's not too far from the house, but the Supercenter's closer. I kind of like the neighborhood stores, though. They have stuff that the other Walmarts don't have. Like, you'll see just a different, like, you know, f- different kind of peanut butter or a different kind of, of uh, ice cream or, you know, like, different kinds of uh, coffee cream or just little random things. And I'm like, oh, I never see this at the other Walmart. Awesome. Right, right. And plus, it's so much nicer. You go in there, it's a little more chill. 
right? They got the stained concrete floors. The aisles seem to be a little bit wider. Uh, it's it's designed. The layout's different, so it doesn't even really feel like a Walmart. It just yeah. Feels- there's not dirty diapers in the carts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the the driveway, the parking lot's cleaner than your average Walmart. You yes, know? yes. And there's not a big old huge line for people trying to return stolen things to customer service. Right, or a line out front selling you weed. You know, you, hey man, let me get on some of that. It's just not there. So. Want to buy some great value weed? Yeah. <laughs> great, great value weed. <laughs> it comes in little Walmart bags where the like the little W's turn into a marijuana leaf. <laughs> no, no, man, I want some of that Delvani weed, man. Come on, don't do that cheap shit, man. One of them sticks and stems, dog. <laughs> I'll buy almost anything. Great, great value brand, dude. Like, you too, man. It's awesome. It is. Some of the store brands are great. Like great value is great. Uh, going to Costco and getting like Kirkland is always like pretty. It's always just as good or even better because you'll get a lot more of what you would in our, uh, you know store brand. Right. I mean, not store brand, but you know the other brands. Right. The brand names. Yeah. You know, that was one of the things we we this Walmart, even the one that I go to to get my groceries today. Uh, we quit going to it because it's just it's so just ratchet. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. It is so dirty. And even when they they restructured everything, they laid new aisles, they did all this. And within like two weeks, it was just, you know, it was all just slummed out like it was before they even did the remodel. But so we had to quit going. I mean, we just couldn't stand going in there. It was just too chaotic. And I would have anxiety as well. So we started going to uh, Market Center or Market Fresh, something like that. And uh, it was a little higher end and, you know, more of the whole organic type thing. It wasn't Whole Foods. What, what Market Street, that's what it was. It was called Market Street. And they got some cool stuff, man. They had a phenomenal bakery, phenomenal, uh, 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 what do you call it, deli. They had, everything was just off the chain. But it's a little out of the way and it's a little more expensive, right? So, but we, we chose that so we didn't have to deal with all the Walmart chaos. But now that you go online, you order it right here at my desk. I go, oh, I need that. Oh, yeah, I need some of this. Plus, as we just said, the generics are so much better than most other generics. If you go to some other store and get their generics, most of the time they're not up to the, the up to par with Walmart generics. It's just that's the facts. Yeah. So I'm so happier now that they introduced this uh, this curbside Walmart shopping. It's phenomenal. So find it in your neighborhood. Uh, I do not work for Walmart. I am not a. <laughs> no, thank, you're about to do an ad right now. <laughs> <laughs> Use co- use promo code, code uh, readily random for ten yeah. percent off. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounded like. But no, I mean, I just love it. It's just something that I'm passionate about. <laughs> so much passion, dude! I love yes. it. Yes. Oh man, yeah. Shout out to Walmart. <laughs> if my buddy Rob from Random Ramblings with Rob is listening, he's excited because he loves Walmart. He goes there every day. He makes oh. excuses to go. So big shout out to you, Rob. You know, I think it's interesting that we switched from fidget spinning in the asshole to Walmart. Yeah, but you can find fidget spinners at Walmart so, and lube, so it's all great. You know, <laughs> you can, you can. <laughs> they do have the lube, dude. They had so many fidget spinners in there recently. By the like, they have that one aisle that's specific for the cigarettes, so like people aren't stealing them. They have one designated aisle to go buy that. Right. That was filled with boxes of fidget spinners. Like they overbought. They had like twenty oh. of these boxes, these big crates of fidget spinners, and like they weren't like yeah, they're not really selling anymore. Yeah, it's over now. You know, it's over. They they definitely they got way too deep in the. When I was in when I went in the store, I was in there the uh, the other day for something. I had to go in oh to get my dog's insulin um, because it's really cheap there. It's only like twenty five bucks. But anyways, see another win for Walmart. 
um, I walked in and there was one of those like, you know how they'll have like the DVDs for like five bucks for 20 and they'll just be slammed into these, I don't know, four foot by four foot deep bins. They were filled with fidget spinners. Yeah. I was like, that is a lot of fidget spinners. But yeah, they're not selling, you know, they're not selling anymore. Yeah, that was one of those things that just like, it's happening right now. You had to get on it. And then everyone's like, okay, I got this thing I spin in my hand. Now what do I do? Yeah, now it sucks. Now it sucks. I gave one of mine away. My high dollar one. I had a, I say high dollar. I paid like, I don't know, 15 bucks. That's for high dollar, dude. Yeah. Mean, that's high dollar. It was a Batman fidget spinner. It was uh. a metal Batman one. So I'm like, all right, well, I got to have that. But it didn't spin nearly as good as my like $3 plastic one. So I was like, all right, here you go. You can have Batman. Oh, uh, probably because it had the two wings instead of three. Yeah, maybe it was off balance. I wonder if you'd stick that in his ass. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Bringing it back. <laughs> hey, Larry, let's take a real quick break real quick and do some shout outs. All right. Let's do some shout outs. It's going to be a shout out. This is the Horribly Awkward Podcast. This is the shout-out segment of the podcast. So shout them out, shout, shout them out. Shout your homies out because they're probably listening. Or maybe they're not. But still, you got to show the homies some love. There's going to be a shout-out tonight. Yeah. Big shout-out to you, Dan Hutton. Uh, big shout-out to her. If you don't know who she is, she is the voice of Kate Marsh in Life is Strange, the video game. This is, this is, that's the person you look to doing some real work, Larry, just in case you want to know what real voice acting is like. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Dan is awesome. She's such a great character. And we did, we did Life is Strange. Life is Strange. We did Life is Strange improv, which is awesome. She's like too sweet for her own good and, 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 and too pretty. She's very attractive. If you guys don't believe me, go to her Instagram and look up, uh, I think it's Dabraham Lincoln. Dabraham underscore Lincoln, I think. Or just search Dan Hutton. Uh, she has awesome pictures. She does a lot of cool cosplay and t- takes cool pictures. Check her Instagram out. And um, big shout out to Walmart. And big shout out to all the listeners. Seriously, I don't know why you guys are sticking around. I mean, this is like 97 episodes. And I, I know you're only listening to this episode right now because because Larry's on it. And I get that. So, Larry, do you give some shout outs. Man, I uh, give a big shout out to my homeboy, J.J. Dodd. Yeah. He's living large and in charge, laying down the poker chips. Uh, he was my co-host on Accident with a Whole Tip, and he misses the show, and I miss him. So, big shout out. Yeah, you guys had great chemistry. Yeah, we did, right? But that's because we went to high school together. We've been together for years. and Well, not been together, huh? but uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, we've been friends for a long, 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 long time. So, uh, big shout out to him. Who else would I give a big shout out to Batman? I mean, he's my hero. My studio is, is just splattered with Batman paraphernalia and, and memorabilia. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, hey, come on, hey, come on here, dude. Hey. I am Batman. What's up, Batman? Hey, what's up, Larry? What's going on, brother? What's going on? I heard you, were, uh, I heard you had a fidget spinner with my face. I, I Well, it wasn't your face. It was, you know, kind of the wings and everything. But, yeah, I gave it away. Oh, that's, that's uh, I don't know, man. I thought we were friends. Well, it wouldn't fit on my utility belt. Hey, Batman, you got to go. Oh, this guy's bugging me. Oh, All right. I'll, I'll catch you later. Bye, Larry. Later, Bats. Get out of here. Okay, sorry. God, he just drops in whenever he wants, yeah. huh? Yeah, he's Batman. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Batman. Hey, j- speaking of that, did you see today, man? I'm hearing, I'm seeing all kinds of articles about how Batfleck is, uh, like, going to be leaving the Batverse. I hope he doesn't. I really liked him as Batman. 
I liked him too. You know, now I'm I'm getting con- conflicting reports. Some say that he's not going to be there for the solo film. Some say that, they, that he is going to be there. Then they're going to transition him out. Obviously, he's in Justice League, right, which is this fall. Um, but uh, there's been so much drama surrounding the solo bat flick that uh, I don't know, uh, you know, how long bat fleck is going to stay around for the bat flick. Yeah, the guy who just did the Apes movies, I think, is moving into that, right? He's going to take yeah. that over? Awesome. Yes, I think it's going to be awesome. You know, I think it's going to be badass. Supposedly, he's going to put a, a noir detective feel to it. Yeah, big shout out to War for the Planet of the Apes. Fucking amazing. Yeah, it's good, right? I, I, I haven't seen it myself, but everybody says it's awesome. It's good. I don't go to the movies. Is that a free shout out? Oh, yeah. Shout outs to not going to the movies. Shout outs to Amazon for uh, putting on. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Cody. Yeah. Hey, Cody. What's up, brother? <laughs> Shout out to Dave Fenoy. Yeah, hey. phenomenal workshop. Teaching yeah. yeah, Dave. Very unique uh, sounding voice. I love his his, uh, his voice. Awesome. He was the voice of Late Night at the Apollo. Yeah, I was also the voice of your motherfucking face. All wow. these snakes on this motherfucking plane. Oh, you're getting confused. Oh. Yeah, that was semi. <laughs> I know. Now I don't. I don't know how racial you get on here, so I'm just gonna shut up. Oh, I don't get too racial. Um, All right. Unless it's like one of my black friends on, I can make some jokes. But other than that, I'm a pussy ass white boy, and, and I'll get my ass kicked. Oh, so you get a free pass. You get you, you have one black guy on your show, so that gives you a free pass to make <laughs> racial jokes. I got it. I see. <laughs> I don't make racial jokes. I love everybody. Well, yeah, I mean, I love everybody too, but it's you know, uh, <laughs> it's the, uh, one of those black guys, friends of mine today. He stole a meme off my page uh, from um, off my Facebook page from uh, I don't know last night. I think it was because you know the lead singer from Lincoln Park. He checked out yesterday. Um, OJ he gets out as of yesterday, you know, and so. The meme was an old white lady. She had fallen down and she was having a hard time getting up, kind of like a life alert commercial or something. Oh, that, that, I've fallen and I can't get up. Yeah, yeah, that chick. And uh, <laughs> it said, this is what this is white people today with OJ getting free. Oh. <laughs> Park passing away. So, you know, I, I thought it was hilarious. It, it wasn't really racial since, uh, of course, I'm white. But uh, my boy Corey, uh, <laughs> Corey has a name. Corey snagged the, uh, the meme and stuck it on his page. And you would not believe some of the <laughs> vicious remarks from white dudes. That's fucking disrespectful, man. Oh, people do not take jokes. So, it's, so right, man. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Everyone is so sensitive anymore. I mean, I, I, it's like there's like people who, who get sensitive over like a shirt. And remember that girl who got super spun out of control about some shirt in Target about. Oh, that's right. About oh oh about um. A OCD or something, and and yeah, she made a big smoke out or some shit. Some deal about it. Like I have major OCD uh, all the time. It, it drives me insane. But I would never ever get offended over any like anything ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> the way, and I'm I'm that way too. Very rarely do I get offended about anything. I mean, I have uh, I you know I, I have the Russian friend, and he make fun of me very much. I'm very much Russian, and you will very much die if you do not stop using Russian <laughs> voice. And so I have to stop using the Russian voice, or, or Dimitri, that's weird, right, uh, gets mad. You know, he's like, dude, just speak English, because he's been in the country for 16 years, and he probably speaks really, really well. Um, but I, I, I give him a hard time. <clears throat> I've got uh, I, I've got some um, Indian friends, and I'm dot, not feather. 
Um, and uh, I'll make fun of them and they'll make fun of me. And, you know, I call them the Cobra crew. And, you know, it's like, don't piss them off because they'll sit Cobras on you and shit like that. They're always carrying around their basket and their flute. <laughs> 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 you know, I, just, I fuck with everybody equally and everybody fucks with me back. And I firmly believe that if we could all just fuck with each other just a little bit more, it would be so much better. Nobody would be on edge. Nobody would be tense. Nothing, you know, you wouldn't be afraid to, I don't know, accidentally offend someone. Just openly be unaffected by jokes and attempts at humor and and just shrug it off. You know what I mean? Yeah, the funny thing is some people go to stand-up comedy gigs and then they'll get offended and, and heckle or say something rude. And then you went to a stand-up comedy where they're going to make fun of everything. <laughs> unless, right. you, unless you go to like a uh, – who's a squeaky clean guy? Um, Bill Cosby. Bill, <laughs> Bill Cosby. <laughs> he was. He was. He was. Yeah, I get Yeah, yeah. Not in his personal life. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, just everyone, everyone, relax. Let's have some fun. Exactly. Who is a squeaky clink? Dane Cook. No, Dane Cook says fuck. Uh, no, D- Dane's not, yeah. I yeah. saw Dane Cook live. I have uh, probably one of the only guys. Yeah, I think that might have been the only comedy show I've seen live. It was fun. Wow. I've seen, uh, well, uh, I've seen quite a few, actually. You probably be- have friends and, you know, people I do. to go do stuff with. Yeah, that helps. Well, I don't so much anymore because I'm old, but I used to. And, you know, some friends of mine are comedians, so I, I can get into shows. A buddy of mine, he was the manager. Actually, he was a, a roommate for a little while, uh, the manager of the improv here in Dallas. So I could go to the improv when I ever want, whenever I wanted for free. Uh, so I got to see a lot of cool shows back then. This was in the 90s, late 90s. So there was still some quality comedians out there. You know, unlike today, you got fucking Ralphie May. Right, I'm going to tell this here joke, and it's going to be funny because I'm fat. <laughs> God, I hate that dude so much. <laughs> Hey man, just let him be, dude. Don't get offended. I am offended at his fat. <laughs> no, fat's not a race. <laughs> they can't rate. Um, dude, you just offended me. I'm sorry. I'm the fat one. I've seen you. You're nice and thin, svelte, and you probably have a really nice physique. And <laughs> I don't. I, I used to be. A, I lost 120 pounds, so I was wow. very chubby. Well, but now I bet you have like I don't know, real flat stomach and. <laughs> But your glutes are pretty tight. You're making me sound sexy, dude. I've never heard anybody you know, talk a little bit more about my stomach. I gotta tell you, man. You know that happy trail. Where does it lead? I don't have a happy trail. I just have I have hair everywhere. There's no trails. It's oh. just forest. Wow. Well, that happy forest <laughs> it, uh, looks really nice. It helps define some of the crevices and the cracks and crannies of your of your abs and your shoulder blades. Oh my God! When I see you from behind, your shoulder blades are so defined and. You're just so your shoulders are so round. And uh, things just got horribly awkward for the first time, <laughs> dude. I, I'm one of the, I'm always wondering, like, why do I have hair growing everywhere? If 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 I uh, don't shave my neck, it yeah. will grow like a turtleneck all the way around. Wow, that's uh, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I seriously, I have to shave with a razor, like my neck. All, all of it, all the way around, it, literally all the way around. I don't know if there, I don't know if there's any spots that don't connect. Like it would grow around. It would... that is so wild. I've never seen that except like one of those wolf dudes, like on Geraldo or something. <laughs> you know those two twins from Mexico that they don't speak any English, but they're covered in hair. They look like the Wolfman. Yeah. See, I don't have hair on my forehead. Okay, that's a plus. But I do have hair that grows. If I didn't shave all the way up to my eyes, hair would grow solid my whole cheeks to my eyes. What? 
Yes. I shave all the way up to my eyes. That's some alien DNA type shit there. Yeah, that's some weird shit, dude. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, and my dad was a Sasquatch. Well, see, there's that. Yeah. yeah. I'm fairly, uh, I mean, I don't, you know, peach fuzz, but uh, got like a little diamond patch in between my pants. <laughs> Sound like you were kind of bragging, like, yeah, I got some peach fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my neck, I, uh, facial hair, it's just typical, you know, beard type scenario. Uh, <laughs> just regular under the chin type stubble. Uh, get, a, get a hair, a wild hair every once in a while, like off the top of my ear. Oh, gee, I get hair on my earlobes. I have to shave that shit, too. Yeah, I don't get the uh, earlobe. I don't get, like, the Indian, how the Indians get the hair that grow, like, out of their ear. Like, it looks like, it looks like a, like a, like a, a very miniature, like, p- potted plant growing out of their ear. I don't get I, that. I, wow. That's good. That's, that's real good, because that whole thing there is kind of disturbing. <laughs> it's like a Venus flytrap. So, do you, like, have hair on your penis? Oh man, let's not go there, dude. Um, I got off? hair. I got hair everywhere except the palm of my hands, right? My fingernails, right? My forehead, right? And um, that's that's it. Wow, wow. So you may be a Sasquatch, actually. I actually, I I may be. So I, I was thinking about doing one of those like uh, ancestry dot com and checking. Yeah, my, uh, see how far it goes back and. <laughs> It's like, okay. it's like, it's like, yay, it came. You are fucked. Oh, yeah. Man. You're a hairy bat. Damn it. Uh, well, how do we get talking about hair? Uh, the readily random rap. Let's try that again. Yeah. The red, so the readily random podcast. Uh, let's see. We got, how long is that? How long is the episode I did with you? Uh, your episode runs, I don't know, roughly 45 minutes, something like that. Okay, so I just got to make sure I can get under two hours with both. So we're good. We, we got to good for like another 15 minutes and then we got to be out of here. Okay, all right. Okay, so, so just to kid it on, because it'll go on, uh, it'll go on. Big shout out to uh, RadioVegas.rocks. I got, I got a two hour slot on there, so I just want to make sure the whole thing gets played. Gotcha. Yeah, so, um, so, um, uh, go ahead. Do you, you want to talk? It's your podcast. It's my podcast? Yep. Why is it mine? It's yours now because I was trying to talk and you were just talking over me. Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. Uh, that's cool. Uh, apology accepted. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I did a podcast, your podcast, about two, I- we- two weeks ago. And, uh, let's set this up. So, you hit me up. You said, dude. What's up? I've been hit. I've been trying to contact you for weeks and weeks and weeks, and you're ignoring my. Po- see, I wanted to be like. I wanted to be like like the people who we try to contact, and they just don't. Uh, you know, I want to see what that felt like. So I didn't reply to you. And then finally, I just sent you a little gift that's with like it was a guy laughing. <laughs> uh, and then. Um, <laughs> This is going nowhere. Okay, let's really talk about what it's about. Okay, so readily ran- random podcast. I went on your podcast and I talked about my past drug addiction uh, I had for about six years straight. I- I've been very open about it on this podcast, but I haven't really gone into depth about it. So I went into your podcast to talk about it. Right. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. My mom listened to that episode. Oh, cool. Because I posted it on Facebook. Um, so you must be special because she doesn't listen to my podcast. <laughs> but she did listen to that episode and she uh, caught me in some lies. Ooh. Not current lies, past lies. 
Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. Because when I when I got kicked out of the program, I had told her. Remember, I told you I I, I scribe, scratched my name into a, a, a spoon or whatever, or right. plastic spoon, and they kicked me out. I, I mean, it was I was like two weeks. I was like less than a month in my sobriety, so I didn't want to tell her I was fucking around tagging shit in there. So <laughs> I told her that I gave a homeless person too much sandwiches or something. <laughs> Oh my god! So she's like, "Oh, so I thought you got kicked out because you gave a homeless person uh, two meals or something <laughs> like that." So I'm like, "Oh man!" <laughs> no, mom, seriously, there was a homeless person. <clears throat> yeah, we, we were feeding homeless people. That's where I was at this place. We were. Do- that's what we do. We'd feed feed the homeless, and I I had to come up with something. It didn't make me seem like a complete fuck up right off the bat. I'm just getting sober. I got gotcha. you right, right. And um, I forgot. I even told her that lie. And uh, so she she confronted me on it. it Forget <laughs> you tell a lot. You're like, oh, damn it! I think I did do. That. I think I literally did give a guy like two two sandwiches or something. So it worked out. But that's not the reason. Guy, I got kicked out. I got in trouble. So you know, I was caught caught in a fib. Uh, my aunt listened to it too. She listened to it. Uh, yeah, they, they, they liked it, and it, it, it was cool. Oh, nice, very nice. cool, man. Well, I appreciate all the support there for the episode and for the show. Well, yeah, man. I always, if I go on something, I want everyone to hear it. I just, you know, I tell them not to pay attention to the person hosting it. Just yeah, like most I, of people were just idiots. <laughs> I'm just yeah, awesome podcast, man. It was, it was cool to get some of that stuff off my chest because I, I don't have. I mean, I can little by little bring stuff up on this podcast, but it's not really the avenue for that kind of stuff. It's more talking about whatever the guests are in uh, about, you know, whatever they're into, whatever they want to talk about. A lot of it is free conversation, but it was nice to go on, go on to your show and just kind of uh, l- open my baggage. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what my show is all about, actually. Not really baggage, but just, like I say, the stories of uh, of people that are faced with their own inner demons and they're, they manage to, uh, to fight themselves back into society and, uh, they never give up and they're living successful, clean lives. And I think you're a prime example of that. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And I'm always an open book with people because I want people to know there is, there is a way out, you know, and, uh, drug addiction, sex addiction, um, gambling, uh, you know, uh, food addiction it's all it all it all fights the same part of your mind and and uh, you can I, mean, I just watched this movie on netflix um called to the bone have you seen it i haven't but i'll check it out here in a bit check it out it's uh lily carter um she she's an anorexic and it's all about her it's all it's just it's it's a tight like hour and a half movie it's got okay. keanu reeves um it's all about her addiction her just the the things that she the things that she's going through in her with her body and her mind and it's that's this it that right there is the formula for all addiction it just it doesn't matter what what you're doing so i can i never had and it, i never had anorexia but i could totally see all the stuff she's doing that stuff that she was doing in the, the movie as stuff i would do as an addict in different ways right I, I mean, it's with the same thing, gambling. You know, people go, how is gambling addiction? I mean, there is. People will will, will call in sick to work because they got to go to casino. Then they'll lose all their money. And then they'll, sure. you know, then they'll lose their job. And it's, it's, all addictions are the same. I agree 100%. Yes, dude. Um, so what's your vice podcasting? Um, my vice. Uh, <laughs> that was a personal question. Don't answer it. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I you know, my vice is sugar. Honestly, I am a sugar junkie. Uh, I just, 
I don't even really like food. I just like sugary foods. That's probably my vice. Not probably. That is. So um, the sugar and shitty movies. I, I love going to uh, Amazon Prime or Netflix and finding terrible movies. You really like them, like to be bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like if I'm watching a movie for uh, the, the 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 like I don't know new movies, then I want it to be good. But these movies, you know, that uh, have like a ten thousand dollar budget, or um, sometimes, man, you just stumble across one that you go. Wow, that's a pretty good movie. And uh, I want to share it with my wife. Go, hey, babe, look what I found. This is really kind of cool. I watched one the other day called The Woman. Oh, yeah, The Woman with the, the girl who was in Walking Dead. Oh, she's in Walking Dead? Like, I don't they know. keep her like tied in that thing, and she's yes, like, dude. Yeah, that's a low-budget starring. Well, obviously, she's in something. but And, and um, I think I remember seeing, recognizing her, but I didn't know from where. But anyways, you know, it's not your mainstream movie. It was great. I was like, holy crap, this is a great movie. Um, I watch – I I stumble on them every once in a while and I go, oh, The Descent. If you haven't seen The Descent. The Descent is amazing. That's awesome. I was like, holy shit. I don't know when this movie was made or what it's from, but the character – the creature effects were great. Uh, The all-female cast was great. Um, It was just – the story, the twists and the turns were great. And I'd never heard of this movie before. Maybe I was under a rock. I don't know. But uh, I stumbled on it on, uh, I think, Shudder. Because I, I subscribed to the Shudder network on Amazon. Oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, so the girl's name is Pollyanna uh, McIntosh. And yes. She was in, um, she's, she's in, she was in the last, she's in the current season of Walking Dead. She's like, she plays, she's like the trash lady. She's like, they got this little trash army to live in like the dumpsters or whatever. I don't know what to call them. But yeah, she's in there. I'll take all your stuff. We don't take stuff. We don't bother. Oh, no way. We take. We don't bother. Exactly. That's Yeah, that's my philosophy, too. Yeah, yeah. So they wait for other people to go risk their lives getting shit, and then they, and then they, they take it from them. I love it. I love that. That's, that's <laughs> the one was a great movie, man. Great movie. And I like watching some of the lower budget things, too, because when, the, when you find some good acting, you're like, wow, you know, that movie was good, and that that that's a up and coming actor right there. It's not, it's not Tom Cruise. It's not, uh, it's, you know, it's not these, uh, Triple A, you know, half these movies you see nowadays, you know the whole cast, and it kind of takes you out of seeing a, a unique experience. Yeah, because uh, again, too, you, you if you've got you mentioned Tom Cruise, you got somebody like Tom Cruise, and they're just trying to hold on. They're trying to take on that one more role that might keep them in the limelight. You know, that might make them a star. That might be a uh, might turn into a trilogy or something. You know what I mean? And it's just like, oh my god, I'm so sick of Tom Cruise. He's ne- he's nobody. He's never going to be anybody again. He ruined himself by jumping on the couch with Oprah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Is that the Katie Holmes thing, right? Yeah, and the Katie Holmes fiasco and all that. That was garbage. Awesome. Uh, but, you know, I hear a couple weeks ago I went on – and we got to start wrapping this up. But I, I, a couple weeks ago I went on this Bigfoot. It's funny you call yourself a Sasquatch because I went on a Sasquatch uh, just rampage. You can look at my Facebook page if you go back a couple of weeks. I was watching Bigfoot movies left and right, every shitty Bigfoot movie I could find. And I actually stumbled on, I think, two of them that I was like, holy shit, this is pretty good. And one of them was, oh, God, it, it uh, exists. E-X-I-S-T. Exists. Yeah, that's, um, isn't that Gold, Gold, Goldweight? What's his name? Uh, Bobcat? Bob, Bobcat Goldweight movie, maybe? Uh, oh, he directed it. Yes. Yes. That was a different one. No, that's the one where they went in the woods. That was the other good big Bigfoot movie. Those, those are the two good Bigfoot movies. I think that's the other one. That was the one oh, Bobcat did one of the two good ones. 
um, but exists just great. It was a great movie with no name cast, uh, moderately well done uh, effects, creature effects and whatnot. Uh, it was just it was a good movie. And I was like, wow, I'm blown away that this is a great Bigfoot movie. And then the other one. They, they go off. They go to Boggy Creek, I think is what it is. There's a legend of Boggy Creek or a legend of some other creek, and it's where the uh, original Bigfoot, you know, the grainy black and white footage that we have today uh, of of the Bigfoot. Uh, that's where it was filmed, and they go there, and well, it just it's not a good time for them. Oh, exi- oh exist is actually a um, Ed- Eduardo Sanchez movie. The, um, okay. All right, from the creator of Blair Witch. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, then it's. I'm confused. I love them both, but that's a good one. And the Bobcat Goldthwait one are they're they're great if you like Bigfoot. If you yeah, don't like- yeah. Willow Creek's the other one. Yeah, Willow Creek. That's the one where the the the, the couple they go off into the woods, and it just it it kind of goes sideways for them. Yeah, yeah. My friend Normie's friends with Ed- Eduardo Sanchez. She grew up with him. Really? That's cool. Yeah, I need to get him on the podcast. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, hey, Eduardo. Hey, hey, Eduardo, you come on podcast. See, I will come on. <laughs> I will go on your podcast. Can you hear my plumbing? Okay, I, that was annoying. <laughs> did you watch the old? Before we take off, hey, dude. Uh, if if you want to check out a really cool independent movie, that's I think it's pretty good, especially for what they do to do it. Uh, I'm kind of friends with them too. Um, Nicole Alonzo. Big shout out to her. She's the main actress of the movie, Eduardo Sanchez. I mean, not Eduardo Sanchez. We just talked about him. Um, Oklahoma, oh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma Ward. They wrote it, produced it, edited it, uh, directed it. They're they're a couple. They um they they flip houses. They do put in all the work themselves. Flip houses to make the money for their movies. Oh, that's cool. So like they they, they did. Uh, it's called Crawl or Die. Crawl or Die. Yes, if you like. The Descent, you'll probably like this. It's very low budget, but it's it's very it's still it's very good and it's very claustrophobic. And uh and right now they're like literally flipping houses, putting in the work to get the next movie funded. Instead of going like, here, kickstart us all your money. No, they like they put in the work themselves. Like, I don't know, they take a lot of pride in it. It's really awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Not a lot of people take pride in that. They just like you just said, they do Kickstarter or some kind of crowdfunding campaign because suddenly their needs to follow their passion are more important than everybody else's. Yeah, uh, they were like yeah. they were the first. She was the Nicole Lonzo was the very first act actress I had on the podcast and Oklahoma Ward. They had him on together. He's the very first movie director. They were like the first people outside of my group of friends, and I was super nervous. And I think I I think the whole podcast was weird, <laughs> but we did it. <laughs> I was like, hey, we're going to do improv right now. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's 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 wind this down real quick and then we'll do the wrap up show and then we'll get the hell out of here. Cool. All right. Everybody, let's get to the wrap up. Yo, Yo, what's up, Iams? Dude, what's left to do? I don't know, man. Wrap it up, son. Hey guys, what's happening? Larry Roberts, and uh, obviously I've been the guest this week, and I just want to take this opportunity to uh, point you in the direction of my podcast. It's called Readily Random, and it features a random number of guests and a random selection of guests from a variety of different walks of life, Uh, maybe professional, maybe just your average Joe, and anything in between. 
Uh, we bring you stories of motivation, inspiration, perspiration, and celebration. And I stole that from the Muppets. So um, if you want to get inspired or if you have a story to share, maybe get in contact with me. We can talk about putting you on the show. Or take a listen and listen to some of the very interesting stories that I have out there. Uh, Sean Iams Fuller, you know, he's on there. I don't know if we know that guy. I don't know. Uh, he came on and he uh, he spent some time with us, and I'm very, very appreciative of that. And uh, to pay me back, uh, he uh, put me on his show, and I appreciate that as well. It's been a great time. So you can find it at readilyrandom.com, also on any of your media outlets, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. It's not on Stitcher. I take that back. I'm sorry. Um, I need to get it on Stitcher. I just haven't done You do. That. Stitcher's my, my platform. That's what I use, man. Yeah, that's cool. So, I, yeah, it was you that said, man, get on Stitcher. So um, I, I ran my old show on Stitcher, but I haven't run this one on there, but I'm going to go ahead and get it out there for kicks and giggles. Um, but, again, it's a different show. It's different than Sean's show. Uh, it's a little – it's very clean. You know, it's a family show. And, uh, um, again, just talk about life and different aspects of it. And it's, each show brings you an opportunity – uh, some sort of topic that you can benefit from in one way or another. So check it out. Yeah, if you want to be larger than life, yeah, check out the Readily Random podcast. Most definitely. <laughs> I'm looking forward to who you got coming. Hopefully, some people hit you, man. I, I probably got some guests I could probably swing you away that that I could definitely get some good conversations out of. You know, I actually this this week I've had uh, Joe Navarro, 26 year FBI veteran, um, actually saved the entire Western world. No joke, no exaggeration. Phenomenal speaker, phenomenal story. Uh, next week, get this, I'm gonna have just the opposite. I'm gonna flip the script, and I've got David Gant. You go, who the heck is David Gant? Well, if you've seen that really bad movie, Masterminds with Zach Galifianakis, Kristen Wiig, Jason, yes, Sitt- and everybody, he is portrayed in the movie by uh, Zach Galifianakis and he owns the record for the the largest bank heist in American history and he's going to be on my show. No way. Yeah, way. And uh, he has suspicions that Joe Navarro uh, profiled him back in the 90s. So no, we can't know for sure because it's classified but he has a suspicion. So he's going to be on there uh, talking with us next week. I've got a couple of other doctors that are coming on the show. I've got uh, Dr. Marvin Carlins. He's coming on the show. He just finished up at the World Series of Poker, and he invested $50,000 of his own money as an experiment to see if he could use his knowledge of mathematics to uh, progress and win at least some money at the World Series of Poker. And although I know the results, I don't want to spoil it for you. So look for that one coming up. Um, all kinds of other kick cool kick-ass guests that are going to be on there um so we'll be on the lookout for some for some fun topics yeah i'm looking to that again dude i want to looking forward to that yeah he's cool i talked to him on the phone last night and uh he's he's he was portrayed very very um uh, a little 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 dumber than he really is in real life yeah well zach galifianakis comedy yeah yeah so the the only kristen wig movie i did not make it through Yes, it was rough, man. I don't know. It was a rough movie. So hopefully Mr. Gant pulled down some ching off of his likeness. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he could make any money off of the likeness, depending on his sentencing and how that goes. Uh, He was sentenced to prison. I'll keep the rest of it to the show. I'm looking forward to that. Going to be awesome. All right, you guys. You can find the Horribly Awkward Podcast on the Hush Your Face Network. So shoot over to hushyourface.com and check out all the awesome shows over there. I love all those guys. You can also hear the podcast on RadioVegas.rocks every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. So shout out to Jay 
and uh, listen on there if you want. You can also find me on Twitter at awkward underscore podcast. You can find my personal Twitter, which is at they call me IMs. And if you are a gamer and you want to do some video games and act like some adult nerds, you can do that too. They call me IMs is my uh, gamer tag on everything. So send me an email, horriblyawkwardpodcast at gmail.com. Send me a voicemail, 510. 510- 600 3, 4, 7, 5. I know I have my 100th episode coming up soon, and I might do a big, giant extravaganza podcast and just have people stop in and say on like a Saturday night, just have people come in 10 minutes at a time and just it might be a chaotic show, but I don't, I know, I don't know what I'm going to do. But 100 episodes is, is kind of big, and I can't believe I actually did 100 episodes on my own, which is insane. Huge milestone. Oh, God, that's crazy. And uh, next week, look forward to a short interview. I have a short interview actually set up with with Tammy Stronach. You guys might know her as the childlike empress on Never Ending Story. So I don't have a full episode set up. It's probably going to be like a 20 or 30 minute thing. But check her out next week. That should be awesome. Should be. The Never Ending Story. Story. Uh, what the hell was he flying? Flying dog lizard creature thing? I don't know, but I bet you it would taste good if you just cut a chunk of that meat off and grilled it. Mm. Mm. You talking about the little princess or you talking about the dog thing? <laughs> Sorry. Right, good night, everybody. See ya. <laughs> oh, but don't don't leave. Don't leave. Stick around. I'm g- We're going to play my episode, uh, my guest spot on Larry's podcast, like right here. Right here. Right here. Stick around. Sir. Don't go anywhere. Please, please stick around. It's a very awesome, cool podcast. Thank you. As Gidget would say. Peace out, Brussels sprouts. Hey, it's the S to the M. And the L to the Issa. Slammer cans in the house to drop your listen. Poor with glee, backward cock flies. Merrily sock, bird telecast. Destiny doctor downcast. Callously squandered lamb. Heavenly slaughtered broadcast. It's the horribly awkward podcast. Cool. Oh, wait. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. This is going to go in the beginning of the podcast. We're going to do a 10-second recap on a couple of things we talked about, which goes in the beginning. Ready? Mm-hmm. On this super awesome... So, bleh, <laughs> Take two. On this super cool, super special episode of Horribly Awkward Podcast, we talk about fidget spinners and where they might disappear to... Buttles. Uh, all right. I didn't know what to say to that. Okay. I'll, I'll say a couple things and you say a couple things. Well, I'll redo okay. it. I'll redo it. I'll redo it. Okay. okay. But you, yeah, you think about people who have like near death experiences and they kind of experience that light and getting there. And then you also have like de- deja vu is weird. Have you ever had like the long deja vu where it's like a couple of minutes? You're like, fuck, man. This is like, I feel like I, I'm just, I'm just. On a rerun right now. I don't know. It's weird. It's so weird, right? Well, I, I've definitely had deja vu, and I've, I, I've definitely felt like uh, I'm, I'm, you know, in a rerun, as you just said. But I've never had it for like an extended period of time. For me, it's more of a, a wave, but almost, like, almost like a physical wave or a physical just shift in, in my emotional state. And I go, oh wow, that is just. It hits kind of hard. It's almost like my head goes, you know, like it shakes a little bit, like it go, it moves forward, like I got thumped in the back of the head or something um it's just a it's a weird sensation i haven't experienced it in quite some time 
but uh, I, I'm really not a fan of it when it happens. Yeah, it's it's uh, weird. Okay, so let's do something on that. Something on the end of the world. Something about yeah. Okay. Oh, were we, were we not talking? Uh, what? Were we not? Uh, were, were we not recording that? <laughs> no, we're all recording, but we haven't done the improv yet. We're about to. We're about to right now, dude. All right, let's do it. Then. All right, okay. So, Larry, this is what I need from. Whoa, stop shaking. Okay, uh, this is what I need from you. I just need you to say horribly awkward improv action. Oh yeah, that's a horribly awkward show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Larry Roberts coming right back at you with another exciting episode of the Readily Random Podcast. You know, this week, we're going to step back just a little bit and and visit one of the reasons that we even started the podcast. And I say we is me, but uh, I wanted to start the show as an opportunity to show that everybody had the potential to be larger than life. Now, if you've listened to one of the shows before, you hear the outro, that is the outro song. You know, it's You Can Be Larger Than Life. And it's a great opportunity for us to meet people that have been down, that have been potentially out, and they've managed to find a way back on top, and they've taken this opportunity to seize life and and make the best of it. And make them, not even the best, but just make the most of it. And this gentleman that's with us today, uh, Sean Fuller, is going to tell us his story about how he fell into the uh, life of of drug addiction and managed to pull himself out. And now he's a fellow podcaster, and he's got all kinds of other exciting things going on as well. So I'm going to put a little pressure on him by saying that, and uh, (laughs) and we'll go (laughs) from there. So, Sean, uh, welcome to the show. And take a minute or two, if you would, please. Give us a little better introduction than what I just did. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and and let us really get an idea of who you are. Yeah, my name is Sean and I'm a nobody from nowhere and you'll never find me, but I'm here anyway. Somehow Larry found me. I've been down, like you've said. I've been out. I've never been on the top, though. I I can see the top from down here. I'm looking way up there and one day I plan to get up there. But yeah, I've been I've been through a lot of stuff, man. And, And I've, I've always had social anxiety, which has led to other negative things in my life. And, you know, that's even on my podcast, that's kind of that's where, how it all started from social anxiety. So that's yeah. kind of it's kind of interesting that the social anxiety led you to podcasting, because, I mean, honestly, you're putting yourself out there for literally the globe to hear. Now, that doesn't mean the whole globe is listening. It'd be nice if they were, I'm sure. But, it, yeah. I mean, you're literally out there on iTunes, on Google Play, on all of the social media outlets for people to pick up your show and listen to it and hear Sean. So, yeah, well, it's a loophole, man. I found this loophole called podcasting because outside of podcasting in my normal everyday life, it's not much different than it's always been. I'm I'm still like eyes to the ground when I walk down the street. I don't really... You know, I just I'm very uh, secluded. I, I'm very I'm a hermit, man. I, I I work. I play video games. I podcast. That's basically the endless cycle of my life. <laughs> well, but the, but there is like a loophole. Somehow I found this loophole in podcasting, man. And and when I started, it was like friends, people I knew, and then I worked in. I started working up from there and into other things. But yeah, man, it's it's it's. I still struggle with social anxiety every day, all day. 
Well, you're, you're not the first one to struggle with social anxiety by any means and to find podcasting as that outlet. You know, it's kind of funny that uh, I've tried a little bit of stand-up comedy here and there over the past few years. And, man, when I get on that stage, I just start shaking and I'm doing my best not to not to look nervous and not to look... It's not even nervous. It is just scared to death. And somehow I struggle through it and I make it through, but yet I get to the house a.k.a. the studio, and uh, I can just talk for days. It sounds like you found that same loophole, or I found that same loophole as well. And, you know, I still struggle with video. Sometimes I'll try to slap a video together for the podcast, and the camera comes on, and I just stare at it going, huh? Oh, yeah, I don't do video, man. (laughs) I've done a couple of those, man, and I just... I can't. I I try to do live streams and I just continually continuously just look at myself on the picture like, oh man, like I look like an idiot because you know there's that little delay, so you see yourself slightly delayed. Oh man, I just did that five seconds ago. How do I change that? I can't. How already happened? Yeah, but it's Facebook Live, guys. I can't rewind it. Yeah. So let me ask you this, man. At this point in your life, do you have an inspirational quote or maybe a success quote that just rings true for you? You know, I don't. And, and when I hear, heard other guests on your show, I've listened to a couple episodes and they always have a quote and I just don't have one. And I feel, I would feel kind of, uh, I'd feel kind of a, like an imposter just looking some up. What's the best quote? Google the best quote to, to say on a podcast. Here it is. Well, you know what? Here's a good one. Just do it. Nike. Just do because, it. Yeah. You just got to do stuff. That's how you get over it. That's how I kind of got over it. I just did a podcast. Just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. If it sucks the first time, do it again. It'll always get better. Well, you know, I'm a big Gary Vaynerchuk fan, and uh, that's one of his mottos as well. Ex- execution is where it's at. You know, ideas are garbage. Execution is what makes it happen, and just do it. It's essentially the same thing. You just have to get out there. Uh, whatever tools you need to put in your toolbox to make it happen, just get those tools. And uh, like you said, man, just do it. So that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So is, is your anxiety, is that probably your biggest challenge in life or now of course uh, probably getting clean was a bigger challenge than the anxiety but I have to imagine that the anxiety was a part of your 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 path uh, into the realm of, of drug use can you expand on that a little bit yeah yeah I can dude um I've yeah I've always been that way I've always had a lot of anxiety ever since a kid I would I would be the kid who I would take an F on like a book report or something, not even a book report. Cause I, d- I don't even read, man. I, I, I just got anxiety when it comes to reading. But when it, when I would do like reports and stuff in school, when they, they'd have you come up and present it in front of the class, I will take that F to not go up there. Like I'll have it ready and they'll, they'll be saying, Oh, raise your hand. If you haven't gone up yet, blah, blah, blah. And I would just keep my head down. I'll, say, I'll take that F. I just, I can't get in front of the class. I just, man, I was very, I was just, I was very just scared and nervous about everything. Was there anything growing up that maybe led you down that path of of high-level anxiety? You know, I'm not really sure. You know, I honestly don't know. I mean, I I couldn't point out something or anything. I just, I just, all I remember is being that way forever, just forever. It's just the way it's always been. So was, did you start using the drugs to kind of, uh, build up a wall and, and, and maybe gain some confidence that, 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 that using, and I don't, you don't even have to name your drug of choice. That's fine. 
Uh, I usually don't. I usually ask my guests not to name their drug of choice, actually. Um, but did you use that to gain confidence? Did you seem like you were more confident when you were when you were using? Yeah, it's a. Uh, let's see. I went my whole life, like not my whole life, obviously, but so I was like eight, 18, 19 years old, and I was always against drugs. Never touched any drugs. And the funny thing is, I went to jail for being on drugs before I ever touched a single drug in my life. Uh, so you were stone cold sober and they arrested you? Yeah, because I was nervous and my heart was pumping and they thought I was on speed. So they threw me in jail overnight. Uh, gotcha. That was that was my very first run in with the police kind of. So I've, I've always had this nerve. I've always had this feeling that I could just be thrown in jail for no reason. I always have that feeling. Scary, dude. Um, uh, I, I'm an open book, man. I'll, I'll say anything. If you don't want me to, to say what it was. I mean, do you want me to? Or I, not? I'm not opposed to it. If you if you feel comfortable sharing, that's fine. I just yeah, don't, yeah, I just don't sure. like putting pressure on anyone to uh, reveal their drug of choice. So no, but no, man, by all I am, means, I am an I am an open book. I have no secrets, dude. I'm sure I have secrets, but no, yeah. So growing up with the social anxiety, blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, it, my drug of choice at the time. I I have been off. I I September will be ten years that I. I've had freedom from this drug, but it was, it was meth speed uppers. And yes, when I used it, you'd have this boost of confidence. I could be the, you, I could be the party guy. Talk to everybody here. We're going to have a good time. Like nothing's wrong with this world. It's so good. I want to feel like this forever. And that's the feeling that takes over. You want to feel like that forever, which eventually obviously fades away and you're left with this. I'm trying to get that feeling again, which rarely ever comes. Sure. That's that's the sixth cycle of addiction. But yeah, when I was uh, actually I went through a hard breakup in 2002 and I, I didn't know how to deal with that. And I was working this job where we worked really long shifts and everybody there would use speed to get just the way it was. People just use speed at this job. And I was uh, I, that's where I got connected with it and started doing it to get through that. And also just it's like I. I found this not even it's not a freedom, but I found this freedom from my social anxiety for a little bit. And then that feeling kind of takes over. It's just I I find this attachment to all the people who are on the drug. And trust me, man, they are everywhere, especially where I live in Fresno, California. It's nuts. It's just uh, it's, it's heavily populated with with speed of sure, any kind. Sure. And yeah, yeah. So it just became a, 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 a sick and twisted cycle of of chasing that drug and that's it i i i would uh i couldn't i couldn't be trusted i mean theft i went to i kept getting in trouble for stealing at stores i would constantly go to stores and steal stuff and just to try to support that high and it's like i was i could not be trusted not not with family not with friends i lost a lot of friends from really really bad decisions that i made and uh, i just I, I kept getting in trouble with the law over and over and just, I remember just this long span of going to court like every week. <laughs> it was sucked, man. <laughs> it's it sucked. I mean, normally I could say I'm I'm a pretty decent guy, but when I'm on drugs, all of my good decisions they're out the window. I just I if I have to steal something, if I have to go to a store just to, to I have to risk my freedom trying to steal an item to take it out of the store to take it to another store. And trade and go back to the customer service to trade it in to get a gift card to trade that gift card for nothing with that gift card. If I had to do that cycle, I would do it just to get, just to chase this high. It's it's now when I think back about it, it's like Jesus, the things you do, 
to get to get high. It, it's so it's rough, man. It's so rough on the mind, man. I just I couldn't keep anything. If I had something valuable, it was gone. If I had, I mean, it doesn't matter what it was. If it was a DVD, I would probably get through half of that DVD and then start thinking, oh, I need to get more drugs. I'll go sell it. I'll go sell it back to the store and and get like pennies for the dollar and then try to trade that. Like I, I had nothing of value for so many years, man. So when you missed out on all those movie endings, is that what? <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I missed out on movies period from 2002 to 2007. I mean, I didn't do anything besides chase the high. I mean, I didn't play video games. I didn't watch movies. I didn't watch TV shows. I literally just rode around on a bike that if I had a couple of valuable bikes, those got sold. So I had to have a crappy bike that no one would buy so I could ride that thing around. And I mean, it's okay to laugh about now, man. This is just this is just the way, because this is all my fault, man. All this stuff is my fault. It's not like I was in a poverty situation. I couldn't afford a bike. It just I'd have nice things and they'd be gone. But yeah, it, man, it's so dark. A lot of a lot of people like to portray it as oh, it's so great, it's so fun. But that's usually where they're in the depths of chasing the high, like you were just talking about there. Uh, once you reach that 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 end of your rope you got to do something because you're either going to get sucked in and you're going to find yourself either in prison or worse dead uh, or, or you got to get clean. So what was the moment in your life you know, that I refer to sometimes as the aha moment going, aha, <laughs> I have got to get clean. Uh, mm-hmm. When, when was that? And uh, take us through how that motivated you to go into, I don't know if you went to rehab or how did you get clean? Yeah, well, it, it's just what you said. It was it was the threat of uh, you know, like I'm I live in California. I'm a I'm a white male, so I got let off the hook so many times. You know, what could I have been a, a different? Could I have been Mexican or black or something? Could would have things been harder? Maybe you know, I was just let off the hook way too many times. I should I shouldn't have. I don't know why it, why it is. I mean, I was repeatedly in court for theft and uh, all that, but eventually all those misdemeanors had equaled up basically to the point where the court said, look, I went to jail for like 30 days. Long, I mean, that's way longer than anybody should ever be in jail, but it's it just, it's it's terrible, man. <laughs> it was, I basically came to the point, like, look, Sean, you can go to prison for a minimum of a year, or you can go to rehab. Now, obviously, I'm not, I don't want to go to jail. And I, I had had that aha moment so many times, like I knew, I even went through the trouble of going around telling everybody, all of my friends that I was moving out of town so they wouldn't bug me. That way I could try to get clean. I tried that, I think, twice and it just didn't work. I just pop up like, oh, yeah, hey, I didn't actually leave. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Like I literally tried to tell everybody I was moving out of town because I lived at my grandma's at the time and I just I would hide out there and just get away from everything. And I di- it, it didn't work. But yeah, so eventually I was I was. Give the I was given the ultimatum that you're going to go to, to prison or you got to go to rehab. I took the rehab way out, but it wasn't really a way out. It was a way in. I wanted this. This is what I wanted. I wasn't thinking of it as a bad thing. It was like I was kind of felt blessed. I was like, oh, I get to go to rehab. I don't have to go search this out or feel awkward trying to because my anxiety would kick it. My anxiety would kick in in that way, too. I would If I wanted to go to a rehab, my anxiety would stop me. It just it wouldn't let me do it. That's, I mean, I'm the same way with doctors right now. I have issues. I, I, I need to go to a doctor, but my anxiety gets in the way and just like it doesn't want me to go. So let's talk about that for a second. Your anxiety prevented you from seeking 
help? Well, I mean, it would it would have. Like, even if I wanted to go to a rehab, it, it, my anxiety would not let me do that. So, now, would, would just... it not let you walk in the door? Or how did your anxiety I, – I just want to get a better understanding of it. I, I know my wife, uh, she has some anxious moments as well, some of which uh, at times can be rather extreme. But how – can you give me an example of, of – even if you want to use the doctor uh, as an example as opposed to uh, discussing your lack of opportunity to go to rehab because of your anxiety, how, how did that really come into play? I mean, do you just – you get nervous and you, you get scared potentially to walk in the door or how did that uh, – how did that hold you back? Yeah, I, I think it's it's just more of overactive thoughts, man. I mean, I even have anxiety over making phone calls till this day. You know, I just have this anxiety. I mean, I had some issues wrong with my TV and I was I had sent in to like Samsung customer service and they tried calling me, but I was asleep. So I had this message to like give them a call back and I had anxiety over calling them back to like discuss these issues. I just have anxiety in general everywhere in my life, man. Now, is that just a, like a gut feeling that comes no, over you and maybe a, a tingle in your shoulders that says, hey, uh, you know, uh, do you feel like a weight on your shoulders? How Can you give a physical description maybe of how that feels? Just so that people can understand. You know, there's a lot of people out there that don't understand anxiety. And yeah. some of them even call um, BS, for lack of a better term, on anxiety. You know, suck it up. You know, I don't know why they're so anxious. Everybody's anxious. Everybody's on Prozac. Everybody's on this. Everybody's on that. But unless you've experienced anxiety in some of its harshest forms, I'll share with you as well. A few years back, I suffered from some, from some extreme anxiety, and it came on over the course of several years. I couldn't drive at night. I couldn't drive on the highway past a certain point in town. Uh, I definitely couldn't drive on overpasses. Wind, if the wind's blowing, oh my God, I can't drive. Uh, I couldn't drive with the windows down. I mean, it was just, it, it got to the point where a lot of my friends were would, would make fun of me because I had a five-mile radius, meaning between my house, I can't go anywhere beyond five miles you know, of a radius of my house because work just happens to be like three, so it works out perfect. Until you've experienced that and until you've lived with that and you're asking yourself, what the heck am I going to do? Why is this happening? If you have a panic attack or an anxiety attack, you're sitting there going, what can I do to make the sweat stop? What can I do to make the shaking stop? How did it feel for you when you feel anxious? It's really hard to explain my situation. It's more of an overwhelming thought process. Uh, I do get, like, I'll get anxiety of go, going through drive throughs like, you know, fast food drive throughs Like, uh, in my head, I'll, uh, I'll have to know what I'm going to order, and I'll repeat this order over in my head, like, like 20 times. So when I get up to the window, I could just order it and move. And like, you know, I, I, I get anxiety of maybe there's somebody behind me who's in a hurry. So I'll, I'll even when I get to the window to order, I like, I just kind of freeze up real quick. And I'm like, uh, eh, what? Um, yeah. Uh, 2k, um, crunch, crunch wrap, uh, Supreme <laughs> and, uh, talk. And then, uh, when I get to the window, I get this anxiety over, over trying to pull my wallet out and get my wallet out of my pocket while I'm sitting there. And it's, 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 those are the more physical ones, right. but when it comes to like phone calls and stuff, it's more of like a my brain gets in the way. Like I'm, I just I got too many thoughts going on, and I'm, I'm sure I can go to the hospital and or go see a doctor and talk about this. I'm always worried 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 about it, like changing my personality. <laughs> I don't know. I don't sure, know. sure. Uh, that's a that's a fair uh, you know a fair concern. 
Yeah, I mean, because maybe my thing is being hyper and like this. I mean, could you imagine? Hey, uh, Larry. Hey, uh, I had this drug addiction. Um, I'm on these new meds, and uh, meds are great for some people. I'm just afraid that'll take my personality away, and and I'll just be way too chill. Like I don't want to be chill, man. <laughs> I think if I was chill, people would be worried about me. To be honest with you. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it, man. You're, yeah, you're super hyper, and that's why your podcast is great. Because you're, you're, for one, you're good at listening, and you're good at asking questions. And I'm good at neither one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so back to what we were talking about. I, so yes. I went to, I go to rehab. So okay. I got it was a 30 day rehab, and uh, and I was on like three three years probation, and I did co- community service. So <laughs> I did like 90 days of community service, 98 hour days of community service. Took an entire year to finish. Wow. It was, yeah, brutal. I mean, just because they wanted to make an example. And I had to pay $10 a day to go. So it was like, you know, not like a $900 deal over time. Obviously payments because it was broke. I had nothing. Sure. And uh, so I go, I actually got kicked out of my first rehab because they're very strict on the rules. They want you to change your personality. They want everything to change about you. You got to go in there and come out a new person. So I went in and, you know, I was I used to be a graffiti artist back in like the 90s and you know that we were feeding the homeless and stuff and there's these little plastic spoons and I just carved my name on it out of fidgeting yeah there you go man I was just a fidgeter so I like <laughs> you know I always got a doodle so I doodled on this this plastic fork these throwaway forks and uh, the guy the counselor guy came up ripped my name badge off said look you're never gonna change and uh that's it you're out and and uh at the time, I was like, "What over that?" And I get why they did that. I totally get it. They want you to change and obey by rule, uh, by by the rules, and you you know get on a schedule, and you got to really to to change your habits is like the hardest thing in the world. Sure, totally the hardest thing in the world. Um, I gained a lot of weight too when I first got uh, sober. I gained like a easy fifty pounds like in a month. <laughs> so when you when you got sober, did you switch to sugars? Were you, did you have sweet cravings? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Every give me all the food. I want nine meals a day. I want all the hostess. I want to make a. I want to make a Twinkie ho ho, uh, ding dong. I want to make like a, like a sandwich out of all three of those and eat it out. Like I wanted everything, man. I gained a hundred pounds pretty fast, one hundred twenty pounds. And um, that was actually that was even a harder thing to lose that weight, but I did lose that weight. Congratulations on that as well. Oh yeah, that was tough, man. But yeah, so I went to another program, an- another um, uh, another program after that. Met a lot of really cool people. This is this place I really really dug, and I met a really good friend there, who he became a friend, and he invited me to church. So I went to church. As soon as I got out of that thing, it was like thirty days. I went to this church program, uh, celebrate recovery. So it was their kind of form of NA, AA. Yeah, I'm uh, familiar with it. In ch- church. So yeah, so I went to that. And I instantly found a lot of uh, connections with a lot of people. It was a really good group of people at that time at that church. And then so I just started going to church and doing Bible studies and all these uh, programs, Celebrate Recovery. I was doing that like four days a week. I was staying busy in that system, working the system. And I was like, I'm not going back to drugs. I will. I just never want to go back. I never want to have to to deal with losing everything I own physically, losing all the trust with my family that I just regained. And any friends that I had, I, I was I was serious about it. I was I never want to go back. I just I never do. And I never did. I never did go back. 
So no one. And, was, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. thought you were done. Go, no, no, no. no. I, I don't know if I had anything else I was adding oh. to that. But. <laughs> That's all right, man. I was I was going to ask you. Say so you never went back. So you completely removed yourself from uh, your your social circles that uh, were a negative influence on you. How did you manage to do that? By staying with within this church, I actually found a new family within the church. And just all the new friends were all positive and loving rather than, you know, chasing a drug. And I really feel for people who get stuck in that. I know a lot of people who have never gotten out. I know people who have gotten out of that, out of that just cycle. I know people who are, who have never gotten out and they may never get out. And it's really sad. A lot of your, your living situations could prevent you from really, really trying. It's just, it's really hard in some situations. Yeah, it definitely can. You know, I've lost uh shoot three four friends from school and they just started passing away some of them were due to drug use and 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 other addictions uh you know i'm 44 and honestly we lost a a mutual friend not mutual with myself and you obviously but uh a group of us lost a mutual friend and he was 30 years old but he fell out to uh, alcohol addiction and uh, he ended up getting cirrhosis and, and passing on so your surroundings definitely can play a, a negative impact, and it's tragic when you have these situations where people want to, they truly want to get clean, uh, but some of their circumstances are so negative, and they have such an impact on their lives that I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it makes it even more challenging than fighting the addiction itself, because now you're fighting family, you're fighting you know, home, you're fight, not home as in a house, but home. If I talk about I'm going to go home, I go back to the the city where I was born. I'm sure a lot of people use that same saying. But it makes it extremely, extremely challenging. And there's only a few people that have the benefit, like yourself, you're 10 years sober. You don't hear that very often unless, of course, you go to an AA or an NA meeting, something like that. Then, of course, you're going to hear those success stories. But those stories aren't shared very often in the media. And I often wonder why that is. It, yeah, it's just like you could you could be you could be in a situation where you're like I can't take time off of work to go to rehab for a month. It's not possible. Um, it could be just your your circle of friends all do this. It could, you know, peer pressure is as much as people want to think that that's BS. It's not. It's 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 not. That's another struggle. It's just what people are doing around you. It could be very difficult, man. I was lucky lucky that I had a supportive family who like loved me and, you know, would encourage me to do things. But I, I did all this stuff on my own. I was like, I, I need to do this now. I don't, I like to keep, I like to buy things, man. Like now I'm, I'm a tech <laughs> addict. I love video games. I love having a nice TV, a nice PC, like computer. Like a, I love having uh, as much as ma- how materialistic it sounds. I like to own things. I, I, I love tech and I like to have a new phone. And if I was to do drugs today, you would it would just you would start seeing my room thin out. Little things would just end up. I would have I'd sell them, and I know that I just I knew I'd just start. I would have to get rid of everything because to support that, it's just the way my mind works. And I love this stuff. I love having trust with my parents. I love having a key to their house now, and they, you know, when they're out of town, they'll have me come go by and feed their cat like that. Before before that might have been an iffy thing because I would probably go in and take something I'm not supposed to, and they know this. My parents are very supportive and they have a lot of trust in me now because I've gained that back. And I, I'm so afraid of 
of losing all that so much so that I just I, I would never go I would never touch any of these uh, chemical substances like ever man just that thought is so scary that I just because I would that's how addiction works you'll just end up right back where you were it's just that's how it works you just go right back into that cycle start from the beginning and then work your and then whittle yourself into the ground until you're nothing anymore and man so dark. I have these <laughs> dreams dude I have these dreams uh I don't have them as often but I used to have them all the time where I just I have these dreams where I feel so bad because in the dream I'm, I'm hiding I'm always like trying to hide I'll, I'll, I'm hiding in the closet doing drugs and behind these boxes or something where it is so scandalous I'm, I'm just hiding doing drugs I have these dreams and I feel so bad that a relapse I'll wake up and just I'll think that I've actually relapsed for a good like 20 minutes I'm so confused and that scares me, man. Just that scares me. And, uh, and luckily, I've kind of gotten away from those dreams, but I had those for so many years, man. Well, once again, you know, I don't know if you heard me earlier. Congratulations on your sobriety. Thank um, you. It, it's definitely something that is to be proud of. It's easy to be ashamed of the addiction cycle. Uh, getting clean is definitely not something to be ashamed of. And I appreciate you sharing that with the readily random audience today. So, yeah, I'm glad you had me on here, man. I'm 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 very open. And I'll, I'll expose the deepest, darkest crap of, of, of addiction because I went through it. I want people to know, look, if you've done some bad stuff, I've probably done worse. You know, I've, you can change. You can turn this around. You just got to want it. You have to want it and you have to you have to put in what you want out. So no one's going to get clean by just sitting around saying, I'm going to stop. I'm just going to I'm going to stop and just watch TV and play video games all day. And I'll just I'll never do drugs again. It's not how it works. You have to put in the work. If you don't put in the work. It, it won't work for you. You have to put in what you get back. And that's the hard part, but that work pays off. Definitely, definitely. Well, Sean, let me ask you this. On a, yes. On a different note, what is going on in your life that is, has got you fired up, has got you all excited? Yeah, I do podcasting, dude. Podcasting is is fun, man. Like I said, this is my loophole. I found my social loophole. I'm, I'm able to get people on that I would I would love, you know, this, I'm huge video game nerd like you know i've had i have had on so many voice actors from video games that i adore and it gets me really fired when they come on the podcast and i'm like yes i love you and I, i'll act like a nerd i'll nerd out because i'm excited i'm, I'm fired up about it i'm never professional about it like yeah so i love your work and blah 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 no I, I act like a nerd and like i act like they're my best friend and dude it gets me fired up as you can tell i'm excited right now just talking about it definitely Hey, who are some of the voiceover actors that you've had on the show that maybe uh, we, we'd hear of, or even a well, game that they've been on? Yeah, I mean, uh, some of my some of my fa- favorite conversations I've had is uh, Hannah Tell from the game Life is Strange. She's the main character, Max. Uh, we had a f- phenomenal time. Oh man, I've had so many people on that I just I'm was so excited. Uh, Doc from Z Nation, if you watch Z Nation, okay. Um, okay. Uh, Lou Temple, who was in Walking Dead, he's in a lot of the Rob Zombie films. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, lots, lots of voice actors. They just had Jules uh, Dion on, and she was so much fun. Look, I do the improv skits in the beginning of the podcast, and now I've been editing those into kind of movies, adding every little sound effect down to like uh, footsteps and stuff. And that's that sometimes takes me three hours just to edit a five minute scene. But but I love it, and I do. Nobody asked me to do this. I do it because I'm excited. Sure, and sure. So if you're a gaming nerd, uh, I've got a, I have a lot of guests that you would love. I, I am a gaming nerd, and I, you know I do some voiceover as well. And uh, 
in the next couple of weeks, I'll be working with Dave Fenoy. Oh! Uh, yeah, so you know Dave. Okay. Yeah, he also did a voice on my buddy's... Uh, my friend Ted Bracewell did this cartoon called Combat Kids, which is basically just South Park meets bloody Mortal Kombat. So, <laughs> and he had Dave Fenoy come on and do a couple of voices on there. That's amazing. I worked with Dave last year over uh, one weekend, and he's going to be back uh, the weekend of, I think it's July 13th. 13th and 14th, something like that. 13th, 14th, 15th, whatever that weekend is right there in those few days. He's going to be here then, and uh, I'm going to be uh, spending some time with him. Like in person? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous, dude. Let's let's do a Dave Fenoy. Let's do Dave Fenoy impersonation. Hey, (laughs) this is Lee Everett from The Walking Dead, Telltale (laughs) Walking Dead, also known as Dave Fenoy. You got me, man. You were spot on with Dave. That's hilarious. (laughs) Hey, hold on a second. Hey, Dave, come here. Dave. Dave, no, no, you don't have to be shy. It's let you know, Larry. Yeah, come yeah, on, Dave. Yeah. Oh, hey, Larry. Hey, Dave. Long time no talk, hey, buddy. This is Lee Everett from The Walking Dead. What's up? <laughs> Another exciting I gotta, day. I got I got a jam, Larry. Sorry, I don't got time for this. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Ah, dude, Dave's cool, dude. That's hilarious. Yeah, if you look on my Facebook, uh, you'll you'll see some pictures of me and Dave working together in the studio. So uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, what an iconic voice, man. That's so awesome. Dude, he, he was the voice of uh, of Late Night at the Apollo for years and years and years. The voice of Lexus there for quite some time. Uh, yeah, he's the man, 100%. So Has he been on your podcast? He has not been on my podcast, but I'm going to try to remedy that this time around. So You got to work uh, it in. You're like, oh, once, pers- one pe- once people get like really popular, it's, right. like, oh, it's like, come and do this podcast. You got to you want to work it in. You want to work that relationship first. And you're like, okay, we're cool enough. Then, hey, bro, hey, hey, hey Dave, can you do this podcast? <laughs> I love it, dude. Well, you That's know what's awesome, funny dude. is last year I had a different podcast. It wasn't quite appropriate uh, oh, yeah. for someone of the professional level of Mr. Fenoy. But I think yeah, you can't even say the fit. title of it on this. podcast. Yeah, exactly. Man. That's how even... inappropriate it was. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, hopefully I can get Dave uh, to come on for 30, 45 minutes, something like that and do a quick, uh, quick show with us. So, hey, man, let me ask you this. Uh, yes. Let's get into the lightning round right now. Are you ready? Lightning. Yes. Lightning round. OK, what was holding you back from becoming a podcaster other than drugs? Social anxiety, man. Social That's what anxiety. stopped me in the beginning. But yeah, I got over that. What is some of the best business or podcasting advice you've ever received? Ever, I don't know if I've had is more of figuring out on my own, but I'll give some, which is just consistency. Release on a, on the same day every week, uh, same number of episodes, all that good stuff, right? Yeah, I'm I'm loose on the same day every week, but kind of want to kind of want to keep it sort of around that time. But the thing is, keep getting get just get it out there. Get it if you if you spend too much time and you miss too many weeks in a row, people stop start stop losing interest. I got gotcha. you. Just how it is. Excellent. Hey, do you have an internet resource that maybe some folks that are in dire straits right now could could reference or an inter- internet resource for uh, potential podcasters that are listening to the show or both? I, I, you know what? I don't. That all went over my head. I'm like, hmm, mm, I don't, man. I don't know. I'm so uh, I'm a spaz, dude. I just get on <laughs> go on Twitter and Facebook all day. That's basically. Oh, I mean, I go on YouTube a lot, but. <laughs> Okay. Oh, just Google. Everybody, just Google it. You'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, Google, there. There Google, go. figure it out. You just got to keep doing it and figuring it out. And uh, when it comes to podcasting, you, it's never going to be good the first time. But you just do that. Don't release that first episode if it's that way. You know, just sure. do it again. Do it again. Oh, this is good enough. Put it out. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, in in, in kicking off my first show, 
I recorded it and recorded it and recorded it and recorded it and recorded it. You know, it's just, I could not get it to where I liked it. And eventually I just, you know, said, what the heck? I'm going to release it. You just release it. You, cause you end up procrastinating. You don't put it off so many times. And if you're not careful, you put it off too many times and you lose interest and you give in to, well, either your social anxiety or just uh, some other form of fear. Uh, rejection, embarrassment, you know, we, uh, maybe you don't find that loophole that you found and that I found as well. So uh, just do it. Just let it go. Execution. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You're talking about with accidentally or with readily random? Yeah. With accidentally. Readily random. I was ready to rock and roll, you know? Um, yeah. Because you had a hundred episodes in your belt already basically of podcasting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'd done it once or twice. So <laughs> <laughs> in a variety of different forums. And uh, so, yeah, I was ready for readily random. But yeah, that's how it works. I, I did the Horrible Gamers podcast for a couple of years. We, I had like 104 episodes of that. So I when I started Horribly Awkward, I already, I already knew what to do, basically. Sure. Now I was thinking you had a show, and maybe I'm getting, maybe I'm getting you confused with another podcast. I think I am. I know I am. After I saw yeah, you yeah. On, on on Skype, I was like, "That's not Fear." Are you familiar with the Fearcast? Those yeah, guys? I'm I'm friends with Fear and S from a uh, from Fearcast. There you the, go. That's who I was thinking. Yeah, I was like, "Okay, is this a different name or F- like FYFC?" The, yes, there you go. Yeah, those guys. They're they're out there quite a bit, and they're in you know a bunch of the communities and that sort of thing. Very very active. So once again, uh, you, you mentioned your podcast by name. Give me your podcast. Tell us all about it. Where can we find it? Uh, your social media, your podcast social media, anything and everything that we need to know to follow you and learn more about you and keep up with you and your podcast. Oh, man, I suddenly just got anxiety. Like I'm trying to pull up my notes saying, <laughs> okay, because I, I just forget everything. Oh, yeah. So the podcast is called Horribly Awkward which is me being sort of horribly awkward. And we do improv skits. Improv scares the heck out of me. So I do it. That's the reason I do it, because that is the scariest thing. And I get I get so nervous when I have guests on, especially when it's video game actors. And I say, hey, we're going to do improv. And sometimes they're like, what? And, yep, we're going to do improv. So I get really nervous. And once once I get through that five minutes or so, my anxiety walls are down. We just do the hardest thing. That is the That is the icebreaker. The rest of it's just conversation. The rest of it's easy. So that's that's kind of my flow. It's just, yeah, that's how it is. So when you listen to my podcast, it's not bad acting, the bad bad skit acting. It's, it's totally improv. And uh, it's just, it, whatever happens, happens. Sometimes it's a good weird time. things happen. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's adult. So expect every curse word you can think of. Gotcha. There's nothing family friendly about it. I've had a couple episodes that are kind of family friendly, but then I re- realized that halfway through, so I throw an F-bomb in there just to make sure I'm not family friendly. <laughs> I just go, hey, whoa. Yeah, it just depends on the guest. So it, if I have a if I have a guest who cuss a lot, I'm right there. If I if they don't cuss a lot, I'll throw in one F-bomb to make it, you know, I got to have an R rating. I'm gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can find that anywhere. You can find podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes. Um, I'm on Twitter. You can, under awkward underscore podcast i'm so bad at self-promoting when it's not my podcast is weird um yeah (laughs) find me well i'll find you tell you what well if if you would just in a in a private message or something just send me uh send me links and all that fun stuff i'll make sure that it's included in all the show notes so that uh, the readily random listeners can chase you down and uh and enjoy some of your skits and, and your podcast you're so professional, Larry. I like it, dude. It's so it's uh it's so different from the old podcast, which was wild and crazy and fast paced and and nuts, right? And yeah, this, it was this just one, chaos. This one's like 
You're asking <laughs> questions. You're actually listening. I, I'm envious. I got to admit, I am pretty envious. Oh, if there's any video game players out there, I would love to meet you guys on whatever. I am. They call me I am's. I am's is spelled just like the dog food. That's where it came from. <laughs> uh, so they call me I am's. You can find me on, on anything. PlayStation, Xbox, on uh, Steam. Just uh, add me and and say, hey, you heard me on Readily Random. That way I'm just – sometimes when people add me, I'm like, who is this? They must have saw me playing a game and just added me. But, yeah, I'd love to uh, meet people. That'd be great. That'd be great. See, I, I mentioned that I am a, I'm a gaming nerd, uh, but it's I'm strictly a PC kind of guy, man. Well, I'm on PC, man. I got a, I got a nice PC, so – I got sucked into World of Warcraft back in 2005, and I've been been stuck there ever since. Oh, well, I definitely, I'm not a World of Warcraft guy. <laughs> You're just a nerd, dude. That, yeah, I'm just, not just, that nerdy. <laughs> I almost hate to admit it, but man, I just can't kick it. And honestly, I can't, I've tried going back to console games, and I just, I can't do it. I'm like, why am I running into this invisible wall? You know, there should not be, why is my, why can't I go over there? I want to go over there, and I can't get there. But, you know, with, with WoW, obviously, I can go wherever, wherever I, I want to, and there's almost no end to the map. So Now you, now you sound like the little girl from Willy Wonka. I uh, want it now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go over there, and I want to go there now. It's probably not the first time I've sounded like a little girl from Willy Wonka, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, Sean, I, man, I want to say thank you one more time. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come and join me on this show. And uh, thank you for opening up and uh, and, and telling us your story of, of falling into the, 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 the muck of addiction and fighting your way out and realizing that, man, you can be larger than life in a, in a sober world. Yeah, you, any, everyone out there, if you guys um, always, if, you, if you're really stuck in this, that cycle of addiction, I mean, it could be a food addiction is just as, just as harmful as drug addiction. So alcoholism, drug addiction, food addiction, I mean, anything, gambling addiction, Go to an NA meeting. Everyone is cool there. Everyone is welcoming because that's the way it works. So when you go in there, you're never going to get people just brush you off and like, what are you doing here? No, they're going to welcome you. They're going to be your friend. They're going to try to help you in any situation you want. So just look up anything local. The, um, a really positive place and a way to do it is celebrate recovery through a church. That's probably the the most family-friendly, uh, welcoming community for for any any kind of addictions and people don't judge i mean they're all everyone in in there is there for the same reason or different reasons that all revolve around the same sort of like actions and stuff you know so just uh just look in look into it if you have anything oh man i, I talk, i'm totally blabbing now but yeah no it's Let's be, <laughs> It's fine, man. Just just get it out. Let everybody know. Yeah. Just for, for, for reference, NA is actually Narcotics Anonymous, in case those that are listening do not know. Is that correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Narcotics Anonymous. AA is... Uh, is Alcohol is, Anonymous. Uh, yeah. SA, uh, Sex ad Addiction. Um, and there's like Gambling Addiction. So, I mean, Sex Addiction is, is the same thing. That could be another... That, that could be, be another life-destroying thing yes so. it can so uh again thank you so much um we'll put all your contact information as well as uh information for aana and uh, we'll, obviously we can't reach out to everybody's local chapters but we can give you some information there as well as celebrate recovery who i personally have heard great great things about so sean thank you very much thank and, you uh, hope to talk to you again sometime have you back on the show and uh, see how you're doing on uh uh, your show, maybe, uh, maybe I can make an appearance sometime. I'm gonna self-invite. I'm gonna invite myself, 
right yeah, there. Larry, hey, for sure, we can set that up. <laughs> All right, man. Well, have a great evening, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Yes, thank you. All right, take care. All right.